You are listening to Shoot and Scoot, the Flames of War Team Yankee Federation Norman Great World podcast that tries to make sense of the weird and wonderful world of 15mm wargaming with our tongues firmly in our cheeks, our pads as flat to the ground, and our dice, more often than not, failing to shoot and scoot every episode. We invite you to join us on our many hobby misadventures on Facebook and on the blog at BreakthroughAssault.co.uk and to shop online at Battlefield Hobbies because Hammy has opened the store for playing games again. Woo! Woo! If nice dice are your vice, then be sure to check out DiceOfWar.com.au, our podcast sponsor here at Shoot and Scoot. If you want to pay for something you could get for free, you can now also become a Patreon supporter by following the link on the Breakthrough Assault blog. Pay £1 a month for your chance to also become internet famous. I'm Eddie Fez Turner, broadcasting from somewhere in the south of England. And I'm joined by my co-host, Duncan Demanding Decals Gosling. I just need some decals. I just need some nice ones. And Lee Snake Wrangler Parnell. <laughs> Honestly, it's my airbrush. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode 51, the one where we're all hungry. Lee, what are we talking about tonight? Well, tonight we'll be um, covering... Basis, basis, something, something, as we talk about what we've been painting. We'll then be taking a look at the Hungarian section of the new Axis Allies book. Then we'll be answering our questions and officer answers. And then we'll be covering events and what you two are getting up to in terms of getting ready for war- warfare. And then we'll be running out with our shoot and scoot. So, Duncan, how many, how many yeah. rangers have you painted? I've painted some. I painted some Iranians again. Oh, wow. Back on the Iranian, yeah, Iranian uh, wagon. How long, how long a break did you actually have from painting Iranians? Uh, let me tell you. Let me tell you. The last thing I painted for my Iranians was February. So I had a break. Oh, no, that's like April. April. That's so not a break really place. at all. Yeah, it was, it was the helicopters. I was, I was looking at the infantry section. I painted some helicopters in April, but no, I, I went. Your feet of ultimate geekiness out. What's that? Your painting spreadsheet. I have, I have <laughs> with the, with the additional column of uh, planned or not, because I keep finding <laughs> things I haven't added. Yeah, <laughs> planned or not. <laughs> so uh, there's quite a few entries in the not planned section now, but um, yeah, it's it's ticking over. I painted uh, I painted some Iranians. I've painted another Besage company. So that takes me to seven Passage companies, which is like a, it's like an awful iteration of like the twelve days of Christmas at this point. Um, yeah. So that, that I, I I did work out that that takes me over halfway, but it's also a hundred and one stands of Passage. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. So so we've clocked out. I think I worked out as nearly four hundred figures, something like that. Well, it might be slightly more than that, but it's, yeah, it's around about that. That's kind of incredible. Which is is a bit scary when you think that's only halfway. Oh. <laughs> so, um, but I, yeah, I've, I've started, to, you know, I, I've got some traction again and I've broken them up with other things. I've, I've taken a break from them uh, again from the visage to do some other bits. Um, I've painted, uh, what else did I do? Oh, I did the, for the other thing for the Iranians was the BM21s. So I finished oh. them off. That I converted this your proxies, this yeah. Month. Yeah, I'm oh, you're pretty converted pleased. Hail. Yeah, yeah. Right. I was pretty pleased how they turned out. They're really good. Yeah, I, I was amazing. I was pretty happy. Uh, and, and you know, can't, I'm not modeling for advantage. 
because they're all massive bases and yeah they look they look nice I mean, I, I don't want to work out how much I spent on them rather than just buying a box of hails, but <laughs> <laughs> that's something I'm just not, I'm not prepared to, <laughs> not prepared to work that out. Sometimes you just got to go with your heart on these things, not look at the cost. Well, that's the problem I kept thinking about again. I, re- I reckon I could do that. And that was the problem. It was the, I reckon I could do that. That can't, yeah, that probably wouldn't be too bad. So, it's yeah. Three... Sorry, mate. It's only 3,000 points. I can pay that in a week. Yeah, that'd be all right. Yeah. Well, last time I think I, I said that I painted a hundred point list in a week, so that was pretty good. Nice. So I, I'd not done. Uh, oh, I did some uh, German D-Day HMGs for my um, beach bum list. So they've been yeah. sat on the painting table for a while. So I got them done. They're MG thirty fours, obviously, because uh, not going in the nice kit. So I got them done. So yeah, that's all good. And then I'm. I've painted, or I'm in the process of painting now some 88s, because I realise I don't actually have any. I've got no painted 88s. That's so. Yeah, that's not good. Well, flak 36 88s, I should say. Right. Yeah, yeah, I want to have a crack at them, do them all Luftwaffe blue uh, uniforms and get them ready. Do a bit of um, of camo on the old massive guns. Uh, and then I've assembled some other bits and pieces as well. So I've assembled, well, I assembled the 88s as well. So they were unassembled. Because I, I was looking at them today going, oh, the weather's not too bad. I, maybe I can spray them. And I was trying to find which box I'd put them into. And I couldn't find them for love nor money. And it's because I hadn't actually built them yet. <laughs> so so I, I rectified that situation. They're actually not too, they're pretty pretty straightforward to put together, actually. That's quite nice. Um, uh and I've just yeah undercoated them and just started putting some base colours on. And I also built seven Tiger ones. Sweet. Okay. So I've got all them ready. What, Is that with anything? Uh, yeah. I don't know. No idea. Okay. Cool. But they're not. They're not. They're not Hungarian. They could be Hungarian Tiger ones, I guess. Little sneak. Little sneak peek there. But yeah, I don't know. Um, probably put them they come again they, they weirdly only come with one set of decals so you can only do them as 101st schwer panzer appling um so you can only yeah as you've only got those decals to do those which are the, the cross keys on the shield i think from memory. yeah so I, I don't know i'm not sure what they're for but they look nice and I, again i've realized that i've only got one tiger that's painted which is the one for tunisia that i did for warfare like three years ago right so i thought i probably should correct that that tony the tiger that is that that is indeed tony the tiger he did very well poor tony he tried he did try he he did all right little tiger who tried he was poor little blighter he uh he tried his little heart out he was just doing too much heavy lifting all by himself it was the only punch in that list. He was the only punch, yeah. <laughs> he actually was like the Gross Deutschland on the, uh, the Eastern Front, just running around fighting fires all over the place, going, oh my God, this is awful. He's <laughs> like, come on, team, is anyone else going to play this game? Yeah, and they're like, oh yeah, I've got a, I've got a short-barreled uh, 50mm gun. Oh yeah, super. Wow, yeah, great. great. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Can you take out those Shermans? Oh, no. Actually, I've got I've got some of those ready to do for my Herman Goering list. Actually, I think because I think it's going to be hilarious. Shermans? No, no, the uh, the Panzer threes in late war. Oh, the ones that you have all the barbed wire on the back. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll see if I can maybe do recreate some of those as well with the the barbly wire. Um, yeah, that that's kind of what I've been painting at the moment. Mostly this week, I've been mostly painting. This week, I mean, considering that we only recorded the last podcast what last week. Uh, yeah, it was last Wednesday. Yeah, that's quite a lot to have done. Well, <laughs> seven days. Yeah, there's still not a lot to do at the moment, though, is there? So, in between that and watching Breaking Bad, because again, I realised that I, I, I've never seen that. Ah, uh, it's awesome. Yeah, it's it's going well. It's going well. Nice, Lee. What have you been painting in this last seven days of hobby? Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I've really done is I finished off the first six Churchills, so they're all done now. Oh, shaggies! They look lovely. Yeah, they come up really nice in the end. I was getting a bit red at one point, but they actually sort of came together. Didn't look I, too shabby. No, and I think I, I know I said it before, but I'm still 100 percent behind the monochrome um, Hessian. Yeah, yep. I think I'm, I think I'm going that way now as well. But, so way um, forward. Yeah, so I just got the, I just literally started the second batch of six, which includes a HQ troop and one more gun troop, effectively. And that'll so that's work. That's eight to twelve. That's eight to twelve. Yes, that's a HQ troop and three troops are free, which is um, sort of how they're organised. So that's two seventy-five millimeter um, Churchill four stars. Yeah. And one Churchill four with six pounder per troop. An HQ troop is a Churchill 75mm um, four-star, and then two Churchill fives with a 95mm outer. Yeah. <laughs> and so, now I've been ordering other stuff from my Brits. So now I've got some Daimler Dingoes and some Universal Carriers on the way, thanks to Battlefield Hobbies. I've got some, just one, a eBay, literally today, for a third box of Comets. Yes. Yeah. So I bought two oh, when they first came out and never did anything with them. And all of a sudden, we're doing these Brits like the Crusade, you know, the Churchills and that kind of thing. They think, oh, should we get the comics done ahead of the actual um, Bulge book coming, which will put them back in the game? I was thinking, <coughs> why don't I buy two boxes? I guess one had more boxes than this. And nope, definitely bought two boxes. So I thought, well, how many boxes do I need for a full squadron? And I quickly worked it out it's about four boxes, which gives you a bit of surplus. So um, I bought a third box. I found it eBay. I'm going to see either pick up a fourth one or just wait until they come out officially. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's be long for them to come out, is it? Yeah, I think well, it's maybe it'll, it'll be early early next year, yep. So I'll get these three boxes done and then I'll just get the last troop in, which will then obviously put the card, give me the unit cards as well, which is quite handy. So yeah. Or I might say someone else will put one up and I'll get... I think I paid 32 quid for this in the end. Well, that's not bad. Yeah, it's going to be about 35 quid. Less than 35 quid, yeah, that they're going to be when they come out again. Yeah, and we'll see. They'll probably be 35 quid then a, a store discount. So I'll probably pay a little bit over the odds, but hey, got them now. What, and you can get ahead of the game because, yeah, you can get some painted because even if you have enough for a troop, you can take them as a support option, can't well, you? I assume yeah, it'll be right, right, I'm assuming right it's going to be much the same as version 3. It'll be um, troops of 3 to 4. I mean, a HQ troop of one to two Comets and two Cromwell CS tanks. So. And I've got, I've got to paint Cromwell CS tanks anyway before I eventually get round to doing um, the, recce, the recce regiment. So I might as well. Yeah, buddy. So, yeah. 
So very much British focused at the moment. How long do you reckon it'll take for the churches? Do you reckon they'll they'll be done by the end of the month? Well, yeah, yeah, brush is being a bit. That is the aim. Yeah, brush is being a bit of a pain. Right now, I'm using. I'll get one church all done. All of a sudden, the paint starts firing out the trigger me- trigger mechanism like it's blocked up somewhere. Yeah. So I'll strip what it down. Get what are you using at the moment? Pardon? What are you using at the moment? I'm using a Evolution Silverline. Oh. Is that bad? No, I'm just trying to remember what one I've got and what I did when it ha- that happened. Yeah, I've done a full strip and clean, and that seemed to work for like one church or then it seems to come back doing it. So, But I just managed to do all turrets in one go, right, doing it again, so... I might get through it. So. Ah. It's not too bad. It I is frustrating. Yeah, I've got to think it's because I'm using thin down for their model air, um, model colour paints. Because any one I could find, or the colour I liked was by using the model colour rather than model air. Yeah. So maybe it's a bit too thick and it's just gumming it up or something. I don't know. Yeah, the pigmentation is pretty heavy in those, depending on the shade. So yeah, so what you been up to, Eddie? Um, I, you know, I've been fantastic, and uh, in this week, I have actually done something towards my uh, hobby roulette wheel. Shock horror! Yes, lies, lies. I sprayed, I sprayed silver, um, some Aeronautica Imperialis Lightning Fighters. Yeah. So I was waiting for the rest of that list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I sprayed, I sprayed silver the fighters, um, and then they sat downstairs, and then I built an undead uh, skeleton Lich King, um, and I bought some more skeleton warriors to start a Kings of War skeleton army. My God. So you're retaining this focus. I, I, all this time sitting at home has just not done me well. <laughs> Oh, Eddie. Um, I know. Oh, Eddie. Uh, on the plus side, I have also dug out all of... I've, I counted up how many plastic beach bum pans of uh, grenadier models I have and realised that I've only actually built um, nine stands out of the 22 that are in my list. Um, 22? Jesus. Yeah. I've got my, my horrible... Uh, 88 millimeters around list which is just uh the the eight pack 43s four flak 88s and then a couple of tigers thrown in and then the right. rest of the points um just filled up with tigers <laughs> but well, that does have like 25 stands worth of infantry in so i've kind of got all the open fire box set not open fire hit the beach show my age there all the hit the beach box sets, infantry sprues in a pile, ready to get those built. They're just clip offs, aren't they? Clip off stick ons. Yeah, clip off and a slight, a quick tidy up. I think. Yeah. It's a slight mould line, bit of a scrapage going on. Go in not, too, not too shabby. No, yeah, exactly. So, uh, kind of been pirating away there, to be honest. So let, let's just recap on the the uh, wheel of Fez hobby focus. Uh, right. So, <laughs> um, the current backlog is early war Brit tanks, early war Forsham Jaeger, mid war East Front Panzer Grenadiers, bolt action Forsham Jaeger, 
uh, an aerial world of twilight delgon which i have halfway through progress on that one um in that i assembled the models that i'm going to paint to tick that box six millimeter polish team yankee six millimeter mid-war british desert um which i've located those two bits which is good um and aeronautica imperialis which i've built well i've, I've found and sprayed the lightnings so there is progress there is progress i'm gonna do it up. i'm gonna do them as um uh the tuskegee airmen okay so what about tails it was the um african-american squadron in the, the second world war okay as Katie Hawks had to... and then um, Mustangs later, I think. Mustangs, yeah, yeah. Because Red Tails is finally back on Netflix in the UK. Was it the most okay. recent film? Yes. Right. The yeah, one I didn't that, like that one. on the ground is amazing with all the accurate, you know, Eastman leather provided A2 jackets and all the prop dressing is amazing. And the second they take off, it turns into Star Wars, except instead of lasers, they got 50 cows. And instead of space explosions, everything's filled with petrol. Yeah. <laughs> There's one point where he strafes a wooden control tower and it explodes in a fireball. <laughs> and and, and it's, yeah, it's, it's literally like why I think that's why the, the Germans must have lost the war is that they have a fuel shortage because they store it on all their buildings and frangible objects on an airfield. <laughs> It's a wooden control tower that explodes in a gigantic fireball. Um, and then two seconds, two seconds later, he takes out an entire battleship with just, you know, 650 cows. Oh, I can believe that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's great. Um, so I've wanted to, I saw it in the cinema and I was so, I was looking forward to, you know, saving Private Ryan levels of Band of Brothers, but in the sky kind of thing. And um, I was so disheartened by the, the aerial sequences that I, I'm, I'm loath to spend money to pay it again. But enough time has passed, and now it's free back on Netflix. It, it disappeared for ages as well. But now it's back on Netflix. I'm going to give it another go. Um, Can I ask a question? Of course. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> the stuff on the ground is really good, I think. I vaguely remember it being, you know... And it'll be enough inspiration. It'll be kind of cool as well if I'm, you know, sitting there watching the movie. It gives me inspiration to paint my lightnings. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Do you, not do, do you guys not do that? Do you not put, in, you know, inspirational movies themed loosely with the project you're working on? Well, I, oh, I have yeah. my, my all eighties, oh. playlist on doing Team Yankee, and my all Soviet, um, him of the Soviet Union playlist on painting Soviets. Yeah. I've got the Martin Luther King speeches just on loop um, for inspiration. And, and what I particularly like is just scrolling through Instagram with all the inspirational posts that people put up on there as well. You can do, you can do it. <laughs> like mountain skates. Like yeah, exactly. Mountains. Oh, there's, there's some absolute crap, isn't there? Honestly. If you dream... so jaded, Duncan. What happened Me? to you? You used to be so in front of hobby love. I am, I am. I just, honestly, people just need to grow up. Honestly. <laughs> Take a <grip. laughs> So, I'm going to leave it up to you guys. It's only been seven days since the last podcast. Do you want to add to my list of pain? Uh, do you know what? All I had going through my head then was, it's been one week. 
<laughs> Bare naked ladies. Yeah, exactly. One of my favorite bands, if not my favorite band. I just uh, I got massively distracted. Then what was the question? <laughs> am I am I spinning to add to my list of hobby focused backlog? Well, only you can decide that, Eddie. What? what, what now I'm leaving know, it up to you guys. I, I'm morally. What do you think you should do? What would I, David I, Hasselhoff do? I'm stepping back. That's not what David Hasselhoff would do. He's never taken a step back in his life. I'm afraid of the... <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he just goes around in circles. Exactly. He never steps away from a job, I'll tell you that much. Jesus. That's um, how you trap it. Just build a, you know, build a wall behind a door and he's, he's screwed. Exactly. It's like Daleks. <laughs> Human Dalek. Um, I think you should cut yourself some slack because you actually made some progress. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, I think so. We'll let you ask. I think it's the ecumenical uh, thing to do. That's good, because I don't know what else. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sorry, looking at the list going... <laughs> well, but... the, the list is there for inspiration and, and to keep you uh, motivated to do something, not to uh, be an obstacle to that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the other thing is... i, I tell you what, actually. Um, and this I've got he's going to spin on it anyway. Hmm? No. <laughs> I am going to add. I am going to add to the list, but I'm going to add my warfare army. What just is that? What you're going to put it down as? War, yep. <laughs> warfare army. Yeah. Warfare army. <laughs> yeah. All of because the warfare. I think that should be on there. Very much so. Well, it does help to have your army painted, you know, in advance of said event. What I'm looking forward to is when I spend all the time and effort painting my Warfare Army list and go, yeah, it's done. And then I'd be like, play a game. Oh, it's rubbish. I'll retake something else. And then just... Yep. It's going to happen. Move on to the next army. Build and paint that. Oh, that's rubbish. Move on to something else. (laughs) No, you don't... don't, You shouldn't just bin it. You should paint one unit and swap it out. That's true. Yes. Because then, yeah, then you can see, you know... Is it actually the army, or is it this? Was it missing this one thing? Uh, it was just what dice rolls. No, I th- I'm sure that's like in science and things, you know, where you change one parameter and then measure again. One variable. Yeah. Correct. Or. Oh god. Know. Or or ignore that completely. <laughs> Chaos theory, isn't it? You know. No, that's if a butterfly flaps its wings in, you know. Senegal. When you, when you drop like water droplets down some some bird's hand in the moving car, they're, they're called ladies, Eddie. Come on, that's enough sexism, please. <laughs> Honestly, can't take you anywhere. <laughs> you haven't. I've been sat at home all this time. <laughs> I know. Getting distracted <laughs> by films you've already watched and declared as a bit rubbish. A bit rubbish. <laughs> yeah. This is a bit rubbish, but I'm still going to give it another go because you never know. It might, it might have, you know. To me, there is a, there is a fine, there is a fine art in picking the in, the correct inspirational background movie for the project you're working on. It, because... I, don't, I don't mean to be harsh, but is this because is this why you've got nothing done? All that time, it's a time. process. All right, I'm an artiste. Oh, okay. I beg your pardon. <laughs> oh, are you up next to do the um, the tube design? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, squeeze that into your busy schedule, that five minutes of scrolling on an iPad. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to be fair, I, that, that was my suggestion. Yeah, that is my design. That's what I did. Oh, is it? Yeah, I got a random email from this guy. So can you design, you know, uh, I was like, yeah, just do this. And I ran out of room. I was like, oh, I'll just put it down there. There you go. Did you do an unpaid internship with David Hockney? Is that what you're saying? Yes. That's, right, that's okay. <laughs> Good stuff. Oh, d.hockney d. at governmentwasteofmoney.com. Yes. Yeah, that one. Yeah. It's the Department of Culture. It's not a waste. No, no, it's this um, TFL, wasn't it? As as we are big in Canada, how we how do we explain this to our international uh, David Hockney had five minutes in his schedule that he needed to do some <laughs> stuff in, apparently. Um, he's written it off as a tax write-off. It's all perfectly above the board. Um, nothing untoward was seen or heard. It's all good. And we got some lovely, lovely new, uh, I don't know what you describe it, digital signage uh, that looks like an eight-year-old has blown his nose on a handkerchief. It's that weird thing where the last letter's not on the same line. It's just like, I'm not sure what, what this going to be doing. Uh, it, it's, it just upset me. It's like he, uh, he half thought about the, um, the, the typography and went, ah, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to annoy everyone. Everyone's going to look at yeah. that and go, ah. Any, any, like any is good publicity, right? Um, I don't know. How did that in the Nuremberg trial work out for people? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's my latest hobby stuff. Is me mainly looking at projects I know I should be doing and, and not doing them. Oh well. Never mind. Never Could mind. be worse. But let's let's reinforce positives. You have made uh, some progress. In some very specific and limited ways. <laughs> yes. 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 Very specific, very limited amounts of progress. I, I heard that Eddie's army for um, for warfare is uh, oven ready as well. <laughs> it's a done deal. <laughs> <laughs> he has all he has all the unit cards. It's, yeah, you know, it's, correct. It's, uh, I do but, have a gigantic carrier bag full of all of the because uh, part, part of the reason, obviously, now that Taste is actually over here, has been rearranging bits and pieces. Um, so I correlated all of my unit cards into one gigantic bag of unit cards. Oh, I just really want you to turn up now to, to Warfare with a 6mm painted desert like late war <laughs> army and go, oh no! Blue tacked, blue tacked the <sighs> war base. Yeah, and just go, look, this this is this will work, right? 6mm <laughs> oh, bag, 6mm is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Townsend was right. Six mil was the scale, just for everything. I saw someone uh, this week on Twitter that had put together a two millimeter um, army for World War Two. Yeah, that's just, little that's just a base, yeah. isn't it? It was, but it, it, they, I think they printed it. I'm fairly sure, but it looked, it was a bit. You had to kind of squint. It wasn't painted yet, but yeah. That's like that's like the guy who put in the. Um, Frodo wearing the ring into the Golden Demon painting competition that was just a base. That's genius. <laughs> What's like about that? I hope it won. I hope it got a commendation. <laughs> Honourable mention. Think outside the box. Exactly. Oh, so that, that's that's some good progress there. I mean, yeah, the well, yeah. well, no, you know, you made progress too. 
We can't take the piss out of you too much. I did, I guess. You sprayed something silver. You should be very I proud. Well, I did I'm going to write it down on your... Um, I want to make a note of it for parents' evening. When Tacey comes yes. to parents' evening, I want to make a note of it. I mean, if you oh, think yeah. I'm worried, that'd be a lot of progress. <laughs> you know, the certificate that says, you know... God loves a trier. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, the Iron Warriors thing, yeah, you just need to have put hazard stripes on it. It's done. Oh, I love hazard stripes. Hazard stripes and mud. Hazard stripes are awesome. Right, the top, do you know the top secret uh, Games Workshop tip for hazard stripes? Uh, no, go on. So when you're painting a striped line on a model, where the two colours meet, you should always leave the darker base tone right up against the line so if you've got um you know a yellow yellow and black obviously in this case obviously black is black so can't not much you can do there unless you're dry brushing up whatever but on the yellow generally when i paint yellow I do foundation paint or a base layer paint and then go over the top with the actual brighter yellow leave a tiny sliver of the um the base color the slightly darker base color between the black and the top coat of yellow right and then what the human eye actually does is it neatens and straightens the line ah makes so sense. cheating no just uh optical illusions with wavy arms like david blaine oh shazam there's no music involved why are you shazamming it that was that was david blaine shazam oh was it oh, i was here uh, it might not have been him. I think it might have been um, what's his name that does Keith Lemon. Oh gosh! <laughs> Can't think now. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, to... away from this tangent. Away from this tangent of a tangent of a tangent, and painting guides onto Hungarians. Yeah, migration this allies. Yep. Brackets Hungarian close brackets. Yes, because there's a lot to cover this book. So we're going to look at the Hungarian section in this episode, including the command cards, and I then do the Finns and the Romanians in the next episode. I do think that's something to just dwell on for a second, is that, that we were actually surprised with the level of content that was actually in these in this particular book. There is there is 30 pages. Yeah, there is, there is a significant chunk. Yeah, I thought it'd be like an infantry list and a tank list for each of them. But yeah. I mean, the Hungarian, the Hungarian stuff is almost a book in itself. Yeah, it could easily have been a book in itself. I think. Yeah, it, it wouldn't have been the thickest, but it would have been like you know when the Italian, not the Italians, we know when the British and um, Germans came out at first straight away for mid-war. Mm. Is that they would have been that level of book? Desert rats and uh, yeah, Africa. Africa Corps. Yeah, but it, that you know that just shows how far we've come on the V4 journey. I think that. You know that what would have been a, a a book at the start of it is now, but an entry. Indeed, yeah. Now the actual Bagration German books, uh, sorry, Bagration Axelis book is effectively three books because each each of the three nations is split into its almost its own self-contained book within the book. So they have all their catalog page and patent guide. Then you go on to the next country and it has all its own list and paint guide and catalogue and then go into Romanians at the end. Yeah, that threw me initially because I was trying to find the, the Romanian catalogue at the end and I couldn't find it. Yeah, and we both missed the fact there's actually missions in this book. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Yeah. Was it first reading the Battlefront the, the preview and the Battlefront website said about oh and there's missions included. I go wait there is. I remember no, seeing not. missions. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> Do you get a short version? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it says it's yeah the, you got to get your head a little bit around the layout, but it, it does make sense that each one is actually its own self-contained yeah. sub book. Yeah. So we're gonna like say we're gonna cut stuff for the Hungarians because they are the biggest section. There's a lot of ground to cover. Yeah, um, and obviously we start off the, that section with, as always, the actual special rules. And there's quite a few being introduced to the Hungarians here. They're, well, there's a whole sidebar in one section which is making a comeback, isn't there? But um... yeah, I mean, so it's effectively um, sort of two universal rules, which is hazard. So teams of hazard get basically an improved motivation rating when testing to use follow me. So that means, so you know, this will be for the guys you want to really cover ground and assault mainly. This is one uh, of those special rules that has a name, but actually on the cards it will just have "follow me" on a better number. Yeah, best it has number. a yeah. bizarre written below it, and then yeah, it will say tactics yeah. are free plus. Yeah. Um, similarly, you have home defense, which boosts uh, the last stand of that unit. Um, just for the fact these guys are literally. No, they, there's, the, the there's same nowhere else to go, is there? They are, yeah, so. This is it, kind of thing. <laughs> it's not really where you want the Soviets to be, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. No, not generally. Um, <laughs> well, you know, just keep on their doorstep generally, but yes, I'm not, I have a habit of making doorsteps their own. <laughs> so, uh, then after that, we then get into like, the actual unit-specific stuff. So, for tanks... There's bazooka skirts, which, you know, that works as always um, with yeah. German stuff. Many Standard. German, German tanks. And we have armoured reserve, which is basically one of those special rules that's fair for flavour because really it's there to gimp you in some way because this one basically means for light tanks still count as almost like a heavy tank for deep reserves. You, you can't have like um, weird little light armour-free things on the table you know, stuff to choose between them and something else going to um, on the deep reserves. That only really matters if you're actually going for a defensive stance because the only way that deep reserves comes up, but it's something to bear in mind. I think it's going to be one of those things that is going to pop up once in the blue moon. I don't think it's going to be a big deal. No, like I say, it's fair to like, it makes sense how, you know, what the actual situation is for the Hungarians in 1944. <laughs> yeah, slightly desperate, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> then got Heat, Salvo, Panzerfaust Limited 1, they're all standard, and then we have Cavalry, because what we see in this book, especially the Hungarians and Romanians, is we have Cavalry teams built into the actual list. Yeah, actual mounted Cavalry teams. Mm-hmm. Can, you, can you hear that? It's my What's wallet that? crying. Wow. <laughs> yeah. The, so the thing to bear in mind with the cavalry is, is it, it it just draw yeah get my head back to where we were in mid war with the Cossacks. I, I think you have to you can't get back on your horses once you're off them. So the, no correct. Yeah. So once dismounted, they're infantry teams and can't re up the rest of the game. And it but, is an important thing because you can't fire things like Panzerfaust while you're mounted either. You can fire small arms, but not um, not anything saucy. Which is a shame because I was looking forward to drive no, drive by um, Panzerfausting. I, I can't imagine it's a, it's uh, conducive to an accurate shot firing a Panzerfaust off the back of a horse. No, because I mean, so 
With all shooting, you had a plus one score. What would the horse would do yeah. when you fired the pads of Faust? Gunshots, not bloody great <laughs> rocket going off between his ears. Uh, well, here's, yeah. here's where I'm going to correct you because a pads of Faust is not a rocket. Oh, God. All right. Where's it then? Well, it's just it is set up by a massive um, black powder charge, which just shoots out the canister. There's no, there's no propeller on the actual warhead. It just shoots out oh. the um, tube. So is a Panzerfaust a recoilless rifle? No, because there's no, there's no recoilless mechanism. It's very much a one-shot smoothbore musket, really, if you want to get down to oh, it. Jesus. No, because it, it exhausts gas out the back. It's not contained. That's a Panzer Shrek. Panzerfaust. Sure it comes out. Surely a Faust bends at the back as well. Nope. What? What's your, what's your video? Panzerfaust firing. It's not... I'm sorry. Uh, this this podcast is over. I can't carry on. I don't even know what's up, which way's up anymore. <laughs> just, I, 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 yes. Okay. I'm sorry, Duncan. You've been put in unfair. You know, in a, two engineers talking about mildly interesting things to them. Well, just 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 I can't believe that the pants pass not a rocket. It's a rocket. It does rocket things? Goes boom. It's a rocket. Okay, Wikipedia. That oh, God. oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, no. Inexpensive, single shot, recoilless German anti tank weapon. I stand corrected, Ben. That's, that's what it's saying. Oh. But I, I, I always understood it to be like a black powder charge that shot out the tube. I think it. Because there's not enough metal there to be any kind of pressure. Vessel. If you know what a Panzerfaust is, you can write to us at shootandscootpodcast at gmail.com. It's tank reading, reading the explanation does say it's a, it is a permanent charge, but it does push out the back as well, so it is like a recordless operation. Recordless. Yes! yes. Yeah, but I, put, I push out the back and I'm not a rocket. <laughs> you cause things to recoil, though, so you're not oh, ah, Touche. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, back on the book. Anyway, back to the book, yes. Yeah. So, like I said, cavalry teams, basically, it means... They can't shoot as effectively, but they do get a much better faster move. Um, they get a six-inch move and charge in a contact. But you can't hit armoured tank teams in assaults, because, you know, cavalry versus tanks is always a bit of a... It's a bit of a no-no, isn't it? And they can't, bizarrely, you cannot occupy foxholes or buildings whilst mounted, you know. <laughs> I don't know. It almost... It almost but I, I'm... Mm... I'm always of the opinion with the, the cavalry that the, the movement was a nice thing. It's a bit like the motorbikes. You use it once and you go, oh, that's great. I'm where yeah. I want it to be. But hmm. in this, yeah, we are very much in the 20th century at this point. You are basically you're using the cavalry as a means of getting to somewhere rather than to actually use it as an assault, effectively. Unless the enemy has literally got no kind of defensive fire at all. <laughs> like gun teams. So, you know, so like artillery pieces. I can see that going on. Well, like the charge of the light brigade. Yeah, but you no, know, a bit more successfully. Well, like the charge of the heavy brigade. If you want to be yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm with you. Let's bring for success. I mean, <laughs> especially when the horses only improve your dash speeds. Yeah, yeah. I quite, I actually kind of like that. Oh, yeah. that's gutting, though. Yeah, but all of I, that I effort, all of that effort and money. To just get an eight, an extra eight inches cross country dash. <laughs> well, yeah. Let's see, you have got an improved charge as well. That's where it sort of comes in. Yeah, you don't, you don't have to have a mounted, do you? You can have cavalry that are just dismounted without the mounted versions. 
There you go. You wash your mouth out. I think that's entirely reasonable. Yeah, but why would you? Because it's fun. No, 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 because it's fun then to to say Mike Cavalryman takes his house. <laughs> and keep referring to Cavalryman. He's going, no, they're infantry. No, no, no. Cavalry. They have a horse. The carpet. They have a horse at home it's called Nick. Horse is coconuts. Okay, so next section is no Hungarian tanks, where obviously it's yeah. just covering. What you know, it's like one Hungarian tank, then a whole three pages of like German tanks. Yeah, there's a few in there. There's the Tarans back, the Toldis back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Serini, which is a new plastic kit, which looks very nice. The little preview it shows there. Those little mesh side plates. Yeah, I really like them. It made yeah. it made me uh, yearn for Panzer Four Js again. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully soon. Uh, well, that's it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So I've, I've always had a soft spot for the Toldy. I don't know what it is about the Toldy. I just always loved, like the look of the Toldy. It's that weird little, those little windows it has and that kind of thing in the front it's, and stuff. It's not a bad little tank. It yeah. looks, yeah, it's tiny. <laughs> well, it's, it's a recce tank. You know, they've got a 20 millimeter gun, or sorry, a 40 millimeter on the, on the on the two version. Yeah. I'm sort of disappointed that the actual they didn't repaint the Stug to have Hungarian markings. They just literally put a Jones, a picture of a Jones <gasps> Stug in there. It's a bit. Have a word at the studio. Yeah. And same with the Panzer IV, actually. You know, look, the Panzer IV's got their own German markings on. Yeah. And the Panther? Uh, Panther, you can't see in markings. It's just got the number on the side of it. But it's in, um, it's in like, a free, you know, free-tone Dunkelgelb, which I'm not sure if the Hungarians ever adopted. They use them today. Yeah, they got the Hungarian colours. Well, I, I, I imagine that the tanks were supplied in plain Dunkelgelb from German yeah, stocks. Yeah, the taste. Yeah, whether they actually did the camera, I don't know. But, um, you don't get, we don't get... Actually, a surprising number of pages. Like, I think it's like six pages explaining the actual situation of basically almost right from the start of the Hungarian conflict right until the actual sort of back to the end, as it were. Yeah. Slovakia so, crying. Yeah. Uh, the ever decreasing like perimeter lines as it gets in the uh, gets in there, and then obviously then actually showing where it goes and the breakout from Hungary into like say towards Czechoslovakia as well. It's interesting. It does take like two months though because looking at the date lines, they stop at Christmas, don't they? The Soviets they stop um, just short of Budapest. Ah, that makes more sense. Mm. I, I can't remember why, but there was a reason that they did. They they kind of had deliberately held up. Um, before then attacking the city. I can't remember if they're trying to get the Hungarians through a Romania. Yeah, because I think the Hungarians do switch side right at the very end, don't they? I, I can't remember. Ben and I had this discussion, and I can't remember off the top of my head if, if he found something where they, they did indeed switch sides or that there were elements that kept fighting right up until 45 and then surrendered. Mm. Well, same the same as what Italy did, where you have the hardline fascists keep fighting for the Germans. And the... Yeah, but whether whether they formally decided to go over, I, ma- I imagine that that was probably the case because a, a separate uh, pro-Soviet government would have probably been installed, wouldn't they, at that point? Yeah. Congratulations, <laughs> you're now liberated. Yeah. <laughs> so the actual um, terms of the force diagram, like I said, it's actually like four formations. Sorry, eight formations. Eight formations. Yeah, chunky. In- in the book itself, and as we'll say we'll get onto some more in the cards later. 
But I mean, you got one infantry formation, and then the rest is various flavors of tank or assault gun, basically. So you've got a Panther Company, Tide Company, Turan Company, Panzerhawk Company, Hetzer Company, Stug Company, and Zerini Company, and then a rifle company. The poor lonely rifle company. Yeah. Um, you've then <coughs> got two, two, eight, two anti aircraft boxes, two artillery boxes, a rocket box, an OP box, armored car box, eight tank gun box, and a Stuka box. A note saying about supporting Germans that you, know, you can have a Hungarian formation support or Hungarian, sorry, a compulsory unit from Hungarian formation as support and one Hungarian formation as an allied formation. So, you know, this gives the Germans the option of now putting other, other people's troops in, which is kind of neat. Yeah, that's going to lead to some, definitely some interesting combos, I think. Yeah, I mean, as we get into when we get to the Romanian review, it's one of the things we can start using it to do some of the oddities in the Germans, like um, boot panzers and stuff like that. Yeah, and I think there's there's, there's an argument when we do get onto the Zerinis that you can use them for um, the Semaventis. One of fives, yeah. Yeah. So there's, yeah. there's options to yeah enhance your uh, existing forces if you have them. Yeah. So the actual formations themselves, um, so the Panther and the Tiger formation are very similar in that you have HQ and two compulsory choices of that tank. But then there's a third armoured box which lets you have um, a different tank, either a Turan, a Panzer IV, or either the Tiger as a Panther or a Panther as a Tiger. Well, that's that's actually quite different from the normal Bagration German book, isn't it? Because you, you, know, you can have that format, but mm-hmm. in the Bagration German book, you only need one compulsory platoon, the same as your HQ. Yeah, and that second box is the one that has all the options. Correct. So it's not as flexible. And bizarrely, you can't have, like, say, three platoons of the same tank. You have to have the third platoon's always going to be a different it's tank. It's always different. Yeah. yeah. Oh, do you reckon that is because the Bagration book incorporates the um, camp group rule, really? Exactly that. That's, just, yeah. that's my position. Yeah, that's what I've always thought. Because it, it lets you have, like, say, the infantry in the, in the tank formation, which is brilliant. Yeah. Whereas um, the Hungarians are very much single role. But, like, say, you do have that third box to let you have some variety. Well, you you have to have variety, don't you? Yeah, That's you both. Yeah, enforced variety. Well, if you have, if you go for that third box, obviously yep. you could just have, you know, your HQ and two platoons. But you've also got a Toldi light tank platoon for some recce, I think the recce, and then a Nimrod propelled AA gun as well. Oh, the Nimrod's nice. I love. I always like the Nimrod. Mm. <laughs> also, bonus points for a cool name. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, not just one, some rings, isn't it? You can shoot aircraft down as well, apparently. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, Duncan got an aircraft joke. I'm impressed. <laughs> well, occasionally. Occasionally. I mean, the actual stats of the tanks, um, obviously the, t- the actual tank stats are the same as the German equivalent, but the actual crew stats um, are yeah, they're careful, they're confident, they're trained. That's really what they were in version 3 as well. They're always trained versus veterans. Yeah, but they do have the hazard rules, so they get the extra follow me boost if you want to close at that distance. Oh yeah, it does say here in the little fluff text for the tigers that the tigers came from German units that had begun the process of converting onto Tiger twos, and so still had German markings. Oh, I take it back then. Okay, so that makes sense. There's, there's a reason for it on the tigers. Yeah, the tigers at least. Well, yeah. Um. Let's say the Tiger gets the benefit of still having a 3-plus remount. Obviously, that's a 
trait of the tank rather than the crew itself. I also I think a big improvement here for the Hungarians is obviously they're always being confident trained, hit on freeze. But mm. now because you split out the careful, they actually you know they are hard to hit while still having that you know, they're not as good on the skill checks and assaults and that kind of thing. I think it's quite That's... nice. It's a nice combo. They're confident trained careful. Yeah. I mean, so I'm just looking at the actual cost of the Panthers, and like I say, so these are sort of a halfway house between here Panthers and SS Panthers in cost, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, about nine-ish nine points each. Nine-ish points, yeah. HQ is ten, but the actual platoons are cheaper, so that's... So. Yeah. It's not, that's not terrible at all. Three for 29 points. Mm. I can see that slightly quite well. I think the SS are five for 44 something like yes. that. Yes, yeah, because that's why you use them for SS for res a reserve, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, that is a difference in that your biggest, but the, the platoon size is only two tanks or three tanks. You haven't got those bigger platoons. But. I, I think that's probably okay mm. for the for the heavier tanks. I think that's not, not too much of a downside. No. Reading the fluff text, it was only sort of 15 Panthers, 15, 17 Panthers. What total? Hungary. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's I say, yeah. I say a bit of saying. I know a ten to twelve Panthers, which destined for Romania, may be redirected to Hungarians in September for the Romanian defection to the Allies. Because so Romania's going. Wait, if we held out for a bit longer, we got Panthers. Oh man! <laughs> oh man! Oh. We too early. <laughs> <laughs> no, take it back, boys. It's like bullseye. Show them what they could have won. Oh. <laughs> Okay, oh, so no. the third formation we get to is the Turan, which is obviously the first of the Hungarian formations, you know, actual Hungarian equipment. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, I mean, it's an interesting little thing. It's kind of like an early Panzer IV in terms of its stats. It's like up front armor 5, side armor 2. Really, it's a strange it's little not, combo, isn't it? Yeah, not, not, it's not especially fast, not especially slow either, though, but got cross 2+, plus, so that's quite handy for getting across terrain. And you've got the option either the Turan one with a 40mm, which is, nope. yeah, a 40mm in late war is going to go about as well as you probably expect. <laughs> and exactly. the 75mm is basically equivalent to a Panzer 3N. So it's um, yeah. 8 tank 9 with heat and a relatively short range of 24 inches. I think the points increase is not massive, but also the other thing is you can only take three Turan 2s in a platoon. So that's worth bearing in mind. You have the the option is only three, yeah. Whereas and the forty you mils don't take three platoons. Oh, yes. sorry, I take four. Sorry. Yeah, but you, yeah, they're three still. Whereas the Turan ones, they you can take them in threes, fours, or fives. So I think that you might end up with a bit of a mix because you might want a slightly larger uh, Turan one um, yeah. platoon. And let's say Turan one, it's like five of them cost twelve. No, it's five of them. Cost about the same as free Turan twos, so yeah, and they'll, they'll be they'll be handy like Panzer twos, I guess, something like that. It's a bit better than a Panzer two because it's obviously got a mm. forty mil gun rather than a twenty mil pop gun, but it's the same kind of principle there. They'll take out small lightly armored thing nuisances, half yeah. track that kind of stuff. But I think there's an argument for having if you go have a Turan tank company for having one platoon of Turan ones at maxed up size just to give you some bulk in the platoon more than you think. Well, yeah, and they still they're still just as good as assaulting, aren't they? Yeah. So the actual so, formation itself has got your HQ and two compulsory platoons of Turans. You can then have a third platoon of Turans, 
And then the fourth box is Mortarans, so you can actually have Mortarans. But or Panther or Tigers, that's a good way of getting some like, you know, a, a heavy hitter into the formation. Alteran <laughs> tank company. Alteran, yeah. Alterans. Alterans yeah. all the time. Well and across the cross is two plus, so you know, that, that kind of bears out. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and you have got the um Toldy box and Nimrod box still. The the Toldies are interesting because again you can take them with forty mils in them. Yeah. They're scout not and spearhead. Terrible. Yeah, scout and spearhead. Standard. Uh, I don't know why you're necessarily. I suppose if you're going for the 40 mils, you have to pay for that upgrade because they, they go from front armor three to well, what front armor one to front armor three, which is a big boost. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not sure the 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 tall D2 by itself, it's, not the two A, is going to be that useful. I mean, it's a bit. It's not a big points jump either between five no. tall D2s and five tall two A's. You, you know, you'd, unless you're desperate to save a couple of points, you're almost certainly going to you know, go with the two A. I think well, I think that's there for your historical lists. Oh, yeah. absolutely. More choices are always better than less. So I just think if you, you're looking at it from a pure bang for your buck, I, I think that the the Tordy Two A is is probably better. But yeah, there's nothing wrong with the Tordy Two. Yeah. Like I say, I mean, that's a, that's pretty. I'm trying to think. Have we had a have we had a spearhead scout platoon that's had as many as five vehicles in it before? That's that's quite that's not a bad thing. You can move out for that's a lot of ground you can cover in terms of getting units within eight inches of them. For a well, spearhead. they've also got they've also got has they got oh no they haven't got Hazar. Damn, I thought they had. Sorry. Yeah, uh, they have. They have. Got oh, so they have. So Hazar. So you can yeah follow through follow me on a three. Yeah. So they, they can cover some ground if you want them to. I might say, Pat, you, I mean, that little twenty millimeter is going to be great for hunting down. Like you know, artillery vehicles like subpowered artillery, that kind of thing. But you put a forty millimeter on, you can freshen quite a lot of stuff. Yeah, seven's not a, not a bad number at all for yeah, side armor. So the seven is two pounder or a thirty-seven millimeter. It's got quite a lot of punch there. Like Stuart. and cheap, cheap as chips. Yeah. Okay. Next up, Panzer fours. Um, they are Panzer fours. Indeed, Panzer fours. It's very much. Like the Turan Company, you can have up to four platoons of Panzer IVs, but the last box lets you put Panthers or Tigers in, and the last three boxes lets you have a Panzer III platoon. With the, um, but these yeah. are very much um, sort of Panzer III Ls, because they've got the bazooka skirts and the long five centimetre, so Ls or Ms. Oh, sorry, it says there's Ms, yeah, 10 to 12 Panzer III Ms. Um, yeah, they're, they're seriously outgunned by late war, aren't they? But they're still, you know, 89. So, yeah. I mean, it kind of threatens a T-34. Yeah, it's they're not expensive, particularly. No. Three I points mean... a tank, so, or just over three points a tank. And that careful is going to be their armour, isn't it? Yeah. Like, so you combine that with, like, say, go for, like, two platoons of Panzer IVs, a platoon of Panzer III's, and a platoon of Panthers or something to round it out. It's a... Yeah, it's quite nice that you got the mix and match in there, like the, the Brigation Germans. It does give you quite a few options. Yeah. Yes. Then you got, like I say, when we have a little the Nimrod at the end, which is, like I say... So cool. It's a cool little tank. Yeah. I don't think you can say against it, it's, it's a two-tank platoon. But again, a lot of AA platoons are so. Yeah, I think you're taking them. I think you're almost always taking them. Yeah. For four points. 
coming out for Mimir. It's, it's you know, it's yeah. rate of fire three, eight tank seven, firepower four. That's that's a great, it's a great shredder of like light, light armor and half tracks and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I do love the uh, the motivation stat line though. Like, yeah, confident four plus self propelled yeah. gun, counter attack six plus. Huzzah! Yeah. Follow me on a three plus. So it's like follow me, not that close. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Where are we going? <laughs> Wait a minute, we're open topped, we're open topped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too close, reverse, reverse. <laughs> two points each, though. You know, four points for the platoon of two. Uh, I think you're just having them. And, I mean, like I say, with Firepower 4, that's actually a useful anti aircraft shot as well. It's got a decent chance of downing an allied uh, fighter. Well, it's well, something to want... think about, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, you need cannons. You can't be sit messing around with machine guns. Or two centimeters. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Okay. Right, we then have a bit more background on the assault guns because Hungarians really like their assault guns. I think there's like you know, thirteen battalions of assault. Sorry, there's the first, seventh, tenth, thirteenth, sixteenth, twentieth, twenty-fourth, twenty-fifth assault gun battalions. There's, I say, a lot of assault gun battalions. Um. So yeah. Uh, first one up is Zarini, which is um, obvious because it's a Hungarian one. But again, you can, there's a lot of options here. Mixed up, mix in the units. Your your HQ and your first compulsory choice are tied to your um, main yeah, choice. Yeah, you are. Yeah. And you can have the other two boxes be your main choice, or you can have the other two types of assault gun. In this case, the Stug and the Hetzer. And the last box even lets you put in an anti tank, um, a Pack Forty platoon. That's interesting. Hmm. That gives you a lot of flexibility because the 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 Zerini isn't the greatest anti tank. Well, it doesn't hurt. It's rate of fire too for some reason. It's, uh... Yeah. Uh, mm, uh, mm. Yeah. Let's let's just gloss that a minute. Um, yeah. Eighty ten two plus no three plus no two plus direct isn't it two plus two, fire two plus direct yeah. It's not a slouch, but then you can also include the Hetzer or the Stoke for eighty yeah. eleven, and then yep. the Pack Forty is eighty twelve. Yeah. So you got a lot of wiggle in there, and that does a lot of different things. Like mm. your your Pack Forties are an excellent ambushing unit. Yep. Much you say the Hetzer, so you got some real diversity there. I, I really like that. Yeah. These things are freaking terrifying. Yeah, I don't, I, we can't. I don't think any of us can understand why they're rate of fire two, but they are. So rate of fire two compared to the rate of fire one for the stew, yeah, um, is a massive difference. I mean, it's, it's huge. Oh, but and otherwise the stats are very much the same as a stew. Yes. It's just it's just an extra pip of rate of fire for making it rate of fire two, which is um, cause it's got one less sidearm than a stew. It says I am side two. Yeah, me. Okay. Otherwise, you know, it's fearless, veteran, careful, much like Stugs are. Um, speed, it's maybe a touch slower. I'm just trying to remember what Stug. No, it's the same no, speed as a Stug. No. Better yeah. cross, which is um, probably useful if you want to get up close and use the Brutal for direct firing, getting up up close and personal with it. Um, it's still got a machine gun, rate of fire free machine gun. Machine so, yeah, it's really that rate of fire that differentiates it from, from a stew. Which the Hungarians well, that, the don't get. Can, that the fact you can have three platoons yep. of 64-inch artillery with the three-up firepower. Yeah. Yep. That For is not a lot of points. 
with a front armor of seven. So he, you know, ugh. <laughs> well, th- this uh, is I'm it. I'm sitting there going as a Brit power player, going, oh, oh god, oh no. Well, I'm, I'm going to make a prediction now. If these things don't start appearing as an allied formation for Germans in the tournament scene, I'll be impressed. They're well, going to be a second oh, formation of them. There's the 38 points for a minimum size formation. Mm-hmm. And, how many, and how many platoons is that? That's two platoons. And a HQ. And a HQ who can technically independently bombard a gun. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't any rules about the actual impact team's Join bombardment, so he has to do his own bombardment. But yeah, yep. so you're rerolling hit, but oh well. Yeah, if it hits on four plus rerolling. I mean, even not as a formation, just as, as a supporting platoon. Why would you take a platoon of stews? We need to take a platoon of stewies. Are they cheaper than the stews? I can't remember. I'd have to quickly look up. Where's my D Day book? I don't. I think they're. I've got a feeling they're a tad more expensive. I hope so for Rare Fire 2. <laughs> for the same price, I'll be... Uh, That's just insane. Well, it just makes a big difference because they're also not... You know, they're not Rare Fire 1 when moving. Okay. So you will get that one shot on and it'll be a normal shot, if that makes sense. So, well, they're, they're platoon of three, aren't they? So, yep. two, a free stews is 15 points. So, one point more expensive for Rare yep. Fire 2. But obviously, you still has the advantage you can have between the four of them, albeit for 20 points. Nope. You don't need them. Uh, yeah, these these are good. These are just plain good. Oh, it's a little bit too good. Unadulterated good. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't... It's getting, it's getting close to being a, a no-brainer choice, which I never like in the war game. There's also a lot of rivets for the rivet counters to count. <laughs> there are many rivets. There is, yeah. How actually? How many points is the Hummel uh, battery? All right. Again, thankfully, I got that. I didn't close the PDF down, so I was. Nah, going see. To... <laughs> Keep me on your toes. Oh, see, I knew the follow-up question was always going to be there. It's um. <laughs> right. So a Hummel is twelve points for free. So for four more points than three Hummels, that's a lot of extra extra tank. Or extra assault gun. It's a decent range for artillery. I mean, really, the, the comparison, your, your closer comparison is the Wesp, because it's a 105. Nine, I think, is Nine it? points, yep. So you double the Wesp points. Uh, I, I think that's. But your front armor seven, so eight yeah. at range. Hit on fours, mm-hmm. like. Fives at range. Well, yeah. I wouldn't buy these for, just for the artillery. I know. No, these I things, know. I know. Yeah. But the thing is, it's like you're sitting there going, okay, so I'm against infantry. I'll just shell the crap out of you until you get close, and then I'll direct fire the crap out of you. Mm-hmm. The only downside is I only have one machine gun. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, at that point, I might as well just fire two rounds of Brutal at you. Reroll your saves. These guys do not have Hussar, though, interestingly. Um, I don't think any of the actual um, shotguns do. They're all... No, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, that's not their job. Yeah. That would so, make me cry. Yeah, looking at the actual Stug and Hetzers, um, they're very much the same sort of format, except they don't have the thing Vizrini has, where you have the other types mixed in. Um, it's basically HQ, two compulsory choices of the same German assault gun. Then the third box can either be assault, the same assault gun, or a Pack Forty platoon again. Lee, have you still got the D-Day book open? Or PDF. Yes. <laughs> so how, what's the difference between a Stug and a Hetzer um, in points cost for the Germans, the 
the Hungarians. I don't think, again, I don't think it's a million miles. I'm just thinking you might yeah. be better off. I think the Bagration book open for the Hetzer, but the Stug yeah. is... Whilst he looks it up, Duncan, if you had to yes. choose between a Stug and a Hetzer, which one would mm. you pick? Go. Hetzer. Oh, interesting. Right, so Stug, three of them is 17 points for a German Stug assault gun battalions. Same so it's the same price, which makes sense because, again, they're fearless, veteran, careful. There's, there's no difference there's in no performance difference. or anything here. No Stormtrooper, though. Oh, well, uh, yeah, I guess, not, you, I guess yeah, you haven't got Stormtroopers, though. But, um, well, traditionally, national rules were never counted into the cost of the units. They weren't in version 3, but I guess in version 4 it might be the same, yeah. i just point out that on the Stug Assault Gun Platoon page, at the top, the picture's there. Those look like Hungarian stigs because they're all Dunkelgelb with great yeah. big numbers on the side. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that looks much more like I expect a Hungarian stig to look like. Oh, I love the scrape marks as well on the front of the sheet. Yeah, I was going to say. Those shirts, are nicely but... beat up stugs. <laughs> they, they, they definitely, you could definitely say that those guys have been in action. Obviously, if you look at the bottom left, again, you've got the stugs with the Hungarian mark and the bazooka skirt. Yeah, it's, I don't know if that's a bad Photoshop or not. I don't know. Oh, yeah, because it it's also the same place, coincidentally, the one in the unit card is showing a German market. It might be a, a touch yeah, on it. <laughs> <laughs> shenanigans. I'm calling shenanigans. Shenanigans. Um, the Hetzer, so three of the Hetzers is 12 points. And again, yeah. I, I would assume these are the same as Germans, because again, stat wise. Aren't the German ones trained? The German ones are 12 points. They are confident, trained, careful. All right, so oh. same points, but you get a veteran assault gun. Uh, yeah. yeah, but they can have up to four, so you can have up to four in a platoon. Whereas I think the Hungarians uh, can have three. No, so this is the only no. assault gun where you can have up to five, five for twenty points. Yeah, so it's a bit weird then. But they're at three, you no, know, three of them cost the same as a German one, but are better by being veteran. And and who's are four? Yeah. Four five three. Why is the Hetzer so good? It's like <laughs> it's got this R. It's got up to five, up to the five. Obviously, it must have really changed how they built it. It's um, it's an interesting one. The yeah, that veterancy that makes it makes them a viable assault tank as well. Whereas the German ones, yeah, you know, assault five, which is a little bit shakier. Yeah, right. Hetzer yeah, assault four, counter attack five is any real sticking point with that. But yeah. Mm. Keep the CO nearby for a reroll, I guess. Not get, but it's effectively a four at that point. Yeah, it's interesting. Obviously, um, obviously, cross five. Those are going to make assault somewhat dicey if you go too far off the beaten trail. But it just just means that you got to take and consider them again. I think the only difference is the German ones have got the German last stand, so they got a better hang around if you're at the point of you know needing to take a good spirits roll. Yeah, and stormtrooper. But, yeah, and stormtrooper, but. Mm, Storm, Stormtrooper I find is a bit of a trap sometimes. Because you think, oh, this would be fine if I can just make sure I can shoot and scoop. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I've yeah, blitzed forward. Yeah, I've blitzed forward. That's all good. And uh, I'm now stuck in the open. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, and now I'm exploding. That, yeah, so that's interesting. That's mm. the, sort of the mm. armour component. And then we've got the infantry force. Um, again, Standard rifle company, but we get a lot more options in the cars we're going to get onto. But it's 
um, the sort of standard HQ and two mandatory rifle platoons. You've then got a third optional rifle platoon, a machine gun platoon, two flavors of mortar platoon, an anti-tank rocket platoon, which is the best thing <laughs> I've ever heard in, in World War II. World War II yep. um, War. Um, a light anti-tank platoon, heavy anti-tank platoon, and then an option of a scouts or cavalry. Huzzah! Yeah. Um, rifles are, you know, standard, confident, trained, careful. They actually bulk out quite nicely, and they're quite big platoons to start off with, like up to 10 um, MG rifle teams in the larger one, basically a point of stand. You can then give them um, a limited one Panzerfaust and a yep. Panzerschreck and a HMG. So that makes, you know, that's a fairly big platoon with a lot of f- firepower for its size sitting there to hold an objective with. At not much cost. Mm, not really, no. And that's like 15. If you go for a maxed out platoon, that's 15 points. It's not terrible, is it? Just a blob to sit there and scream, come at me, bro. Mm. Yeah. It's got a decent mass. If you want to go and assault something, all right, it's, um, well, yeah. it's trained, but you know, there's a lot of them. There's, yeah, there's enough people with big pointy sticks that, uh, I mean, that rifle, the actual rifle company itself is just, it's got everything in it again, hasn't it? You've got yeah. a, big, a big formation as well if you wanted to focus on that. Was, that's a lot of chunky rifle platoons you can I mean, put together. Because it's got everything you need, even the recce with the scout platoon, all you really need, needed to that formation is some armor. Mm-hmm. You can easily do everything else in there and just add an armor platoon just to round it out. I mean, like I say, it's got the medium, got the um, eight-one millimeter mortars for mass. You got the one-twenty millimeter mortar for digging out things. Yeah, both both the twos and fours as well, so yep. you can take the, the full fours. The anti-tank rockets, the the M forty-four, no forty-four M. Forty-four M boost the given veto. That's if you pronounce that right, I'll be really impressed. Cause that's like, that sounds it sounds right. That is a, that is a spicy meatball. Yeah, because it, it just looks amazing. It's like Wildy Coyote slash Acme Rocket Incorporated. Yeah, and it's it going to upset someone. It kind of reminds me of the black, you know, the black Blombard from yeah. the um, What what upsets that... me is the fact they've got these two massive rockets on a little dolly, a gigantic gunner shield, and they still have the, the the loader model on the side that doesn't have the shield. Being like, yes, shoot this. I'm thanks <laughs> for this. This I, sh- I will now load this. 215 millimeter diameter rocket with 4.2 kilograms of high explosives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've got a range of 12. But yeah, but it's... Anti-tank 14. <laughs> only 5 power 5, but it's a guaranteed bell. It's a really good point defense gun. Yeah. You put it in there. It'll definitely bell something on the way it tries, tries charging you. <laughs> Would you put these down as an ambush unit? Yes. I think... See, I'm not sure uh, I would. What? Oh, I mean, any... Okay. Because they're at a fire of one. It depends upon the board. However, if the board has lots of cornfields and linear terrain and trees and all that kind of good stuff in your deployment area, upon which you could ambush from, holy crap, yes. Mm. You know, I, the I'm... only way the only way an opponent would, you know, negate that is by getting his scout platoons into those areas as quickly as possible. I I still think I, I'm favouring the pack forty, but I, I do appreciate your yeah your uh, perspective on that. 
It's eight points for three launchers. It is. Yeah. Right. You you know. The worst case scenario is you have, you know, a bit of terrain right at the back of your board next to your objective. And even if they get, I mean, okay, yeah. So the range twelve does kind of limit you. It's it's the range twelve and the um, rate of fire one. I think I think the the pack forty for me is eleven points. I think for three of them, um, yeah, you get rate of fire two. It's the hit on fours with a three up save. Yeah, I think you can. I think you can get these into places where you don't need to ambush with them. They're they're also again if you're taking a rifle company. You are one hundred percent taking these. Yeah, there's one. I, I, yeah, I see. I see these things as being a um, point defense thing. The only thing that concerns me is the fact that they've got no halted rate of fire. So if you get pinned, no, they, they've got no effect. Oh no, move, moving rate of fire. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. However, they are also a small base, infantry base. I say it's a medium base. Yeah, They're medium good. base which is obviously smaller than your pack 40. So even if you only have a tiny cluster of terrain, mm-hmm. they can still pop out and go, hi guys. Yep. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a Panzer Faust gone wild. Isn't yeah. it? <laughs> it does. It is insane. That it's a Panzer Shrek's bigger, bigger, bolder cousin. Yeah. Hungarian yeah. speaking cousin. I think they take one thing for it. One of us has got to bite the bullet and do Hungarian so we can try this out and see which way it works better. Panzer wrecked rather than Panzer Shrek. <laughs> And then, and then the next entry, which makes me laugh, they put that next door to the forty mil anti-tank platoon. <laughs> You're like, right, but oh. I, I, I don't, I wouldn't knock the forty, the little forty millimeter there. It's still got a useful. It's got a still grenade for a start. It has, so, which gives you that rate of fire one eight tank twelve again. Really handy as a point defense because that is um, moving rate of fire one. But even without the um, still grenade, it's still got a useful anti-tank seven for dealing with like light armor, like recce vehicles. Like tanks, army cars. <laughs> yes. I put, I put these guys protecting my artillery on an objective, and if the enemy tries try sneaking around, sends like you know his his you know, recce vehicles that way, they'll be. I, I think you might be running out of points though. That is my concern with that because they're not they're not super cheap. They're not just oh I stick these in because they're like three points. Yeah, but it's uh, kind of, it's the kind of unit that your opponent forgets about. Mm-hmm. It's the kind yeah, of thing I've, that you as long as you don't forget about them can make a real difference with that last minute you know deep 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 ambush from the wooded terrain into the side or rear really makes a real difference mm-hmm. and then you've got pack 40s let's face it a pack 40 is pretty much an auto include if you can yeah they're just your good pack 40s can actually do something outside of ambush yeah because the thing, the difference here is your pack forties can sit there and be an area denial or a lane denial. Like, okay, you've got a one woodland on your left flank, but I've got pack forties that can see both sides of that copse of trees, and they can sit there. And if they do their job, just by stopping, you know, refusing that entire flank, I think that's job done. But they're not going to refuse the flank if they're in ambush. If the enemy's got a lot of heavy armor, like Churchills or. ISs, I might be more inclined to put their pack 40s in ambush because yeah, they cut sure. that but they can't do anything from the front. But yeah, I can't yeah. get what you're saying. Yeah, against, yeah. against medium armor, then yes, they are. They are. They are, like I say they are air denial. And at that point, if he's done that and he still has infantry, your 40 millimeters become really, really gutsy anti-infantry weapons. Yeah, 
and you start running at the enemy with them. It's one of the things I used to do with my Fortune Jaeger in early war was with my little pack 38 was actually just start running them across the board and the opponent's like, I'm going to shoot you with rifles. You're like, I got a gun shield. And they go, oh, oh, you're in bulletproof cover. I'm like, yep, but I'm coming at you. Very slowly, but I'm coming at you. Very slowly. Well, not even very slowly because your dash is still, you know, six inches. Do they still have Hazar? No, they don't have Hazar. Jesus, that might be a bit of a push. What, do, what does have a czar is scout platoon and hazard troop oh, so this is interesting because the scout platoon they're both seven stands at max size yes. both have panzerfaust the scout platoon's only trained but has scout and spearhead but the hazards still have spearhead so they can still get you that you know onto an objective kind of thing you know get you up and around and then a veteran, so you can do that, dismount, and then you've got now a seven stand thing with a Panzerfaust on the, you know, on the enemy's doorstep. Is that because horses aren't very scouty? I guess it's very hard to be cautious movement with a horse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like beauty, no. Duck. Duck better. Like... <laughs> no, it's a horse, you fool. Isn't that a thing about wrecking? I seem to recall watching some video about some nations. Cavalry and they like you know they they duck by going under the horse basically whilst yeah. being mounted or something like that. Yeah, they, yeah. Just, they go around the side of the horse. Yeah, so it's like a, a herd of horses with nobody on the side of it, running through. Uh... Is that a Native American trick? Maybe similar. I seen, I seen vaguely. I seen them recall seeing it somewhere, but yeah, and it's like the hussars are like one point more than the scout platoon. It's like no, yeah. what well, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to go hussars every single time. Yeah, but then you look at the cost of the models and go, oh, I've got to paint twice the number of stands and also the second stand is on horses and also <laughs> I'm only using that for one turn before they dismount and become useful. Yep. I'm only saying this because I have an absolute crap ton of Japanese cavalry models downstairs. You have a crap ton of lots of them. Lots yeah, I was going to say, it's, 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 really it's uh, Flames of War product, yeah. Technically, that's not downstairs. That's in the, uh, the hobby lockup storage slash uh, secure facilities. Dear God. Um, okay. But yes, back, back to the, the, the Hungarian horsemen. Um, I think you take them all day, every day, and twice on Sunday. But they do look amazing. They're going to look well, so good. The one point extra and you get veteran. I mean, even if you... You don't have to start them mounted. Yeah, you, can start this, you start dismounted, so you know you're paying one point to make seven stands veteran. That's where looking at. Yep. Oh, I, I think you're just doing it. I mean, you're losing. You're losing scout at that point. Effectively, yeah. scout is replacing cavalry and the veterancy. Do you really? I don't, I don't know if scout is going to play that big a role. Probably not. No. I think I'd rather have. Yeah, I'd rather have veteran troops with Panzerfaust. 20 inch road dash would be hilarious if you get the right board set up. Well, again, it just means your opponent's got to think because you can dismount on the first turn and then just walk. <laughs> so you, <laughs> oh, can, you can fake you, it. No one, no one in their right mind is going to paint up, take the time and effort to buy and paint up a hazard troop and dismount them on the first <laughs> turn. Hello, have you met me? <laughs> I've deployed these lovely models and now well, those you... ones go on the tray and then these infantry come out. <laughs> Well, yeah, but you could do the head fake thing. So you put them on a road, uh, and then everyone goes, oh, they're going to dash 20 inches down the road. And then you go, nope. You've planned for that. I'm not doing that. See ya. <laughs> See? Head fake. 
Right. <laughs> I mean, rolling out support options. There's two flavors of artillery, basically 100 millimeter, which I believe is for Skoda. Yeah, it is. Skoda 100 millimeter, or the um, German 105. The now, one, the one that has gun shield for even their tires. Yes. yes. <laughs> I, love, I love that. It's gun shield. But I mean, the only difference here really is on the direct fire stats because their bombardment stat is exactly the same for both of them. Oh, yeah. It's just that one of them's got eight tank eight and one of them's got eight tank nine. It costs you a point difference. See, this is what makes me slightly sad. You know, we were, this is not a direct comparison, mm-hmm. but a battery of the German 105s is only four points less than three Zerinis. Yes, we can say it like that, yeah. And it just makes, yeah, there's really just more, more utilitarian. I, I don't, I, I don't know. I think I'd just take the hundred mils if I had to I, take a, a gun. Yeah, I, I'm being quite. That's what I was thinking. I mean, but the train, which, but even train's still not, you know, exactly a huge issue. Well, artillery, no. as long as it's not, as as not green, is generally the best thing. Yeah, and they've both got smoke, so it's not even a case of you're losing out on that. So. Yeah. If you, want, if you want to go cheap artillery, you have got the Neb at three of them for eight points, which is a really uh, nice... Only the one... Hmm. Oh, sorry. That, that confused me for a second. I was like, oh, it's only the 150 millimetres. So that's not the same as the... No, 150 millimetres is 15 centimetres. Yeah. Yep. Yes. <laughs> but, um, yeah. It's like eight points. So that gives you a cheap smoke thrower. I can then drop a salvo, which is great if, you, if so, a bunch of Soviet infantry head towards you. Don't take it with horses, though. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure about the artillery because I think you've got other options if you really want to take something. Yeah. I think. The, I think they're fine. They're just. It's just with Zerini, they're just with Zerini. Yeah. Why would you bother? Yeah. Yeah, they're just not like lighting my world on fire. Um, they got AA options of 40 mil bofers. Yeah. Only two, two of them. Ah, boo. And then um, 88s or 80s. Um, both both as eight yeah. millimeter, yeah, which is ha- I was going to say half the points. It's not it's not quite half the points <coughs> of, of an of an eighty eight. No, it's a, it's a chunk off. Yeah, but it's um, eight tank eleven rather than eight tank fourteen, and it has no yeah. gun shield. That eight millimeters makes all the difference, though, doesn't it? Ladies, <laughs> yeah, eight, eight millimeters around. I, I think if you go go, you're, you're adding this in as a high end eight tank because there's not much else in high end eight tank in Hungarians. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you're right at that point. That's not where you want to save those points. No, you're not buying it for anti-aircraft, are you? So no, t- two, two though. It's, just... it's not a good number. Yes, two's an awkward number because you lose one and it's unlikely to hang around. I mean, they... confident. I don't know if you bother. I know that's a bit controversial. But I'm not sure you you worry about it. You just accept that your highest eighties. Well, 11 or whatever and move on I think you put those in if you haven't got anything else I mean three points a gun isn't a whole heap of trouble and in ambush with four shots at AT-14 yeah but you're putting your rocket launchers in ambush Eddie. yeah but that's only if you've got the rifle company right <laughs> I know um, that's hmm. the thing about you know you, where you, where your support's coming from in terms of your company choices I, I don't know. I think there's a place for the eighty-eight, the eight millimeter, the, the eighty millimeter. I mean, thinking about it, those those 
points. It's a feral chunk off. If you're going to leave leave him as just, you know, it's a point something. again. Yeah. I mean, I'd only do that if that's all. You, if you only had four points left, yeah, sure. But if you had the extra point, you know, one point to give you gun shield. So if you pop them out in the open, they've got some protection, and also three extra anti-tank value plus an extra eight, eight inches range. It's a lot for a point. Yeah. Eight. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. I love eighty-eight. <laughs> no, I know. I just. I just. Yeah. Well, keep it, keeping the female German favourites. Up next, got the Stuka. Uh, yeah, it's, which is the bomb uh, one, which isn't quite the one I'd be wanting. It's veteran, at least. It's, a, it's, a, it's eight points. Mm, uh, I'm not convinced. It's part of those IS2s. True. Yeah. Get on fire, yeah. free up, save. You know. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just it just feels like a lot of points to sink into something that it's going to turn up half the time. Half time? Yes, that's optimistic. Well, yeah, yeah you know. <laughs> I know statistically it should be half time. We all know that doesn't work. What dice have you been using? Half the time it works. All of the time. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's correct. Interestingly, on the picture, so you got the picture of the airplane in the unit card. Yeah, pretty nose code. The one beneath that looks like it's got four bombs, two on each wing. Yeah, it seems to be the earlier version was carrying the five hundred pounders. Oh, is that what it is? But you're right; it should be the stat line says um, one thousand pounders, which would be one Big in the bomb. center line, I think. Big bada boom, bada bing, bada boom. I'm trying to remember how the, how the Stuka, if a Stuka ever had them on the wing, it was just stent like. Oh, that be... little trapeze thing, didn't you? It dropped them down. Yeah. To clear the prop disc, yeah, it's large. My favourite Stuka anecdote is the fact that the the original Jericho horns, the sirens, were air driven, as they all were, but they didn't have a, anything to stop them. So all the Stuka pilots went mad as they were just flying around in a straight line with this bloody air raid siren going, <laughs> oh, as, they, as they were transiting for hours. And then originally, you know, eventually they came up with a little pneumatic solid or a little sol- electric solenoid that put a little wooden um, stick in the way of the spinny uh, propeller to actually turn the siren off so they could not go insane. <laughs> oh, you shut up. <laughs> it, it's stuff like that. They're really, you know, even though, yeah, okay, the screaming terror weapon of the Second World War, it's like, yeah, but the guys inside it are still human. <laughs> you know, being driven mad by this air raid siren going off. Yeah, but Nazis, who cares? Um, <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> oh, uh, the last thing is their um, armoured car, which I've always loved the Hungarian armoured car. It looks like a very good really thing. Is that how you pronounce it? Chaba. Chaba? Chaha Maha. Actually, just say here, in the little box at the bottom, just say pronounce Chaba. Yeah. Chaha Maha. Chaba. Nagida Chaba. <laughs> in Israel Scout Spearhead no relatively standard vehicle movement little 20 meter gun does everything you want it to yeah you're never going to see a platoon of four (laughs) no you will because they'll cost a load because they're resident metal no they'll be like the AB41s for the Italians well actually you you buy buy them individually Um, look in the catalogue page you buy they come in blisters of one so you go buy three of them and be done with it 
change. Uh, yes, yeah, so, so just yeah. briefly touch on the, on the catalogue page. Obviously, there's a Hungarian starter set, which is all the German plastics plus um, so five Zerinis, um, three Stugs, three Hetzers. Now we know from the actual we just discussed with the Zerini formation, you have the HQ, your mandatory platoon Zerinis, and then you can have Hetzers and Stugs in there as well. Then three Panthers and four one of fives. I'm looking at it thinking, I wonder for where I you put the pack 40s in there, I'd have been, I've been happy as Larry. Yeah, I know. I, I, I've got the Zerinis, I don't need a 105s. Yeah, who's <laughs> going to take artillery and Zerinis? Yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, then it, it says to just use the German boxes for Panthers, Tigers, Panzers, yeah. Panthers, Stugs, as expected. Um, and then the, the Toldi, the Turan, the Nimrod, and the Chaba. All come as individual blisters, so we're back to the old days of having one tank per blister. Yeah, oh, 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 painful. It's On the bright that's side, it's gonna yeah, stack yeah. up a little. On the bright side, the infantry is still metal, though in a move that sort of slightly annoys me is a cavalry comes as a blister of five. Oh, jeez! So no. it's like great. So how do I do? So what? How do I get the last two stands? Do seven? Cheers, cheers, Battlefront. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, that's how do how do you? Um, do you know what I would do? Uh, base them on three to a base. Correct. Yeah. You probably could do yeah, it's yeah, it's four per base shown there. Yeah. Yeah, it's four for it's... a base. You just get two extra large bases and then just spread the horses out a bit. It's yeah. not the it's not the hero you want. Actually, what you could do, I suppose, is put an, the odd dismounted rifle figure on those if you want to. So you yeah. got three mounted and a dismounted guy. Mm-hmm. Running shot. along, it's gonna take him yeah. a while. Catch so, it. The actual another thing though is the anti tank rocket platoon is a is a blister of three rockets and machine guns, a blister of four machine guns. But then the mortars, the mortars are also um, looks like a blister has both the eighty what eighty ones and one twenties in. Yep. Yeah, so you buy two and you get the, the full strength. save its work. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, but then your other anti-tank and artillery assets, you buy the gun crews and the guns separately, which, again, I think that's how it used to work in version 3, you used to have to do that. It's not too much of a change. So the, are the guns still metal for the 100 mils? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, because it... Well, actually, bizarrely, it does say that for the 88, but surely the 88, you just buy the, sprue, the 88 sprue. And... Um, yeah. to do with the gun teams, or are they... No, because they're separate. They're separate. Mm-hmm. It, it might be fair. It's hard to tell. It might be the case. It just gives a part number for the Pack Forty and the Eighty-Eight. It might be that is for a plastic Eighty-Eight and a plastic um, Pack Forty. I don't 40. know. I, I mean, to be fair, I, I I did that and I just got some extra plastic Pack Forties for my like mm-hmm. Porsche and stuff because I didn't want metal Pack Forties anymore. Yeah, droopy barrels. Right. Oh, we got the cards as well. Quick, like quick, quickly to the Hungarian cards. Um, to the cards. Obviously, his first card is uh, Duncan's favourite, Lucky. <laughs> We've still then, past that. Mm. The next card is just fair to say um, it's basically they let Germans get the Hungarians as allies because obviously the existing Hungari- German books don't have that as a thing. So you basically give it to your German player so you can use it, I guess. Um, we then have Pioneers and Assault Pioneers. So Pioneer Platoon moves minefields and digs in better. Yep. And they have a flamethrower. And oh. the Salt Pioneers yep. do the same, but a veteran, by the looks of it. That's the difference. 
So that's these are both upgrades to the, the rifle company, right? Yeah, but for but for a rifle platoon, yep. Yep. Um, Pioneer Company, so you can have a Pioneer Company basically converts the rifle platoon to being. Um, oh, no, actually, no, sorry, I take that back. So a Pioneer Company is a HQ, and then two to three Pioneer platoons, and that's it. So it's a really compact formation. You have to really want to do Pioneers, I think, at that point. Well, I, I guess at that point you have to do a. Uh, Second maybe. formation? Yes, it might actually work quite well. I was about to say, it might work quite well as a support formation because mm. you have to pay a point to upgrade a platoon to be a pioneer platoon and an extra point then if you want the flamethrower. But you go HQ and two of the three, three of the seven strong platoons. Yeah, it's still going to be relatively cheap as a formation. Yeah, and you don't have to take all three, do you? Yeah. You can take two and... Well, think... but, and also, there is an assault pioneer company, which does exactly the same thing, but with veterancy and the assault pioneer stats. So. Mm, yeah, I mean the pioneer thing's a bit situational. The yeah, it's it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Mm. Um, next up, we've got some machine gun nests. So that card just lets you take your machine gun teams and turn them into independent teams. Yep, still love that. Handy Big if you gun. go to defence. Yep. Uh, we get the first of our alternative... Well, I suppose the Pioneers are, so I can't say that. We get Motorized <laughs> Rifle Company, which um, lose the home defence, but gain Hussar. So you're, you're trading a better last stand for a better foreign me. Mm, I'm not sure I like that. Also, you get Nimrod Platoon in as, um, as an option in the Rifle Company. Oh, as support. Yeah, so you, you lose... Right, so you've got Rifle Company, two to three Rifle Platoons... A machine gun platoon, so so far so standard. Yeah. An eighty-one millimeter more platoon, but no one twenty option. Yep. Um, pack forty, but no light anti-tank option. Still get the rockets. Yay! It's, it's Scout. scouts, but no has no cavalry, and then a Nimrod platoon. I sp- I suppose it's not terrible because you're not paying anything for that either, are you? It's just an option as a rifle company, so it doesn't yeah. cost you points to do. It just gives you. It's a zero point trade out. Yep. Yeah, I just think that that last stand, mind you, goes to a four from a three. Mm. Yeah, you're still confident. So, yeah, all you're doing is just losing that three plus last stand, yeah. Yeah, okay, yep. Um, you got Border Guards. Um, so, Border Guard Platoon, uh, replace up to... So, it's a stand, so it's a build option for a rifle platoon. You can add a flamethrower, and you can add a 20mm anti-tank platoon. But you can't take the Panzer Faust or Panzer Shrex. Uh, and what? Uh, and it? No. Yeah, <laughs> you have to. You, yeah. you have to. Re, you have to re- want to do that. I think. Yeah, it's just uh, you don't save anything by doing it as well. It's not. It seems like a lot of compromise for mm. accessing a flamethrower. Yeah. Um, the actual company. You get a board guard company option, which basically. Um, HQ, two, what, two to three rifle border guard platoons, up to two machine gun platoons, mortar platoon, light anti tank platoon, and mountain battery. It's again, it's thematically great, and it's always nice to yeah. have these thematic cards, but um, it's probably not something you're going to do unless you really want to. Yeah, I think that's just a tricky, yeah, tricky combo. Right, now we get to the important one. Huzzah, squadron! <laughs> <laughs> as as speakers throughout the land blow out. Yeah, Huzzah! people's ears ring. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, so you got cavalry. Um, HQ, 
with horses, two or three platoons of horses. Machine, unfortunately, machine guns, mortars, light anti-tank platoon, and a 75mm hussar battery. These aren't horse. They haven't got horses, as far as I can tell. Yeah. Just, you lose home defence, obviously, but you do gain hussar. So you'll yeah. again, you'll get back to that. There's a zero point trade-off to have lots of horses. Question. Yep. yep. Is there a soft skin transport card? No. No. Ah, so you can't even take soft skin transports and then buy the old horse and cart models and yeah. use those for your machine guns. Yeah, I'm guessing at this point there's just not many trucks around left in Hungary, but yeah. I was, I was more like using horse and carts. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's, I mean, that's the thing. So 65mm Hazard battery, its dash is no different to a normal... I was, I was curious if the, the dash might be better reflect them doing like the horses, but it's still 4468... And it's quite a bit of an upgrade as well, isn't it? It's two points. What's that? So the Hazar battery. So it's it's two points for four. Oh, I see. Yes. Yeah. So you, you yeah. Yeah, cause you upgrade you upgrade a hundred meter artillery battery. And it gives you a rate of fire two. So you're losing you're losing obviously eight bombardment and direct fire performance. Begin two shots. Still got smoke, which is handy. Um, yeah, but you're a veteran as well, which is really handy because obviously it means you're ranging better. Um, right, so then we got a um, pack pack battery, uh, sorry, pack mountain battery for 75mm, which obviously would just work with the border patrol. Um, 149s, so it gives you a bit of harder hitting firepower, I guess. Uh, I mean, obviously, yeah. you get, but. Firepower three plus, isn't it? Isn't that one of fire one of firepower three plus already? Yeah. So you're not really gaining anything there, but better from a firepower auto direct fire shot, which is um situational at best. Yeah. Yeah, that's a bit strange because you'd have thought it went. It's basically a one fifty. You'd have thought it had gone to a a two up firepower. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit weird. Obviously, at one at one less millimeter made all the difference. Yeah, well, 49 versus 150. Yeah. Okay, then you've got volunteer rifle platoons, which are basically <laughs> fearless, aggressive green. So, <clears throat> so yeah, um, you save a lot of points. I'll give them that. Fearless, aggressive <laughs> green. You just don't. Yeah, yeah, but you also get um a worse less last stand because you get a four plus last stand, and but you get better tactics. Hmm. So there, there might be something there. You do save a lot of points. The actual formation, it's um, it's not bad. It's still, you still have machine guns and anti-tank platoon. You, you support that with some Zarinis. I can see this being quite handy as a support, I, I support think formation. It's, it feels like to me, the first time I looked like the, at the beach bombs and went, ah, these are no good. Yeah, what, what was supposed to do with these? Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's got that kind of feel to it because you're looking at it going well they're going to stick around they're mm-hmm. going to be quite annoying there's going to be a lot of them they're not going to cost a lot of points they're still bringing a pack 40 along to the party in their formation yeah they've got they got some you know they've got some skills it's a bit funny that you have to you get a decrease in the platoon and then you pay for an increase with, by taking the company that did make me oh yeah because the actual card yeah the card I suppose it's card. just to stop you like spamming at the hordes or something like oh. that Probably it just made me laugh. It's like, oh my god, there's a lot of mass there. <laughs> <laughs> Numbers. Yeah. 
So that's this is an interesting card. Assault Artillery Rifle Platoon. Fill one rifle platoon instead of any assault gun platoon as a really assault gun battery. So you, you can see so, them in a, uh, a, a Serini company then. Yeah, so you've got you know, what, three slots in that Serini company? So you yeah, have two platoons. one of the first two though, wouldn't it? Yeah. If there's any slots, you could have a mini compulsory slot. Yeah. You have to pay a surcharge for it, and they um, they gain Hazar and they lose the, the home defence. But they're veteran, come the veteran. Yeah, and they give you access to infantry information. That might be a good way to do it. They're cheaper, one point. What was that yeah. one point on the rifle platoon? Yeah, Still so be a big, big blob. Yeah. It's not exactly yeah. it's not exactly a big surcharge considering how you know how cheap the infantry are in the first place, so no, I quite like that. Yeah. if 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 you really if yeah, if you want to put infantry in and you haven't used like one of the boxes, it's almost a no brainer at points. We've also got the Zerini I forty four M assault gun, which is basically they changed the 105 for the same sort of 75 millimeters as Doug. Um, you can upgrade one one tank with that, so it might be handy for the HQ where you don't be wasting your time firing bombardments. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think that's because in the Zarini entry it says they made one prototype with the 75 millimeter centimeter gun. Yeah, one. But, but Germans wouldn't give them any more, so <laughs> any more guns. <laughs> Mm, yeah, I, th- I think that's a good home for it, though, Lee. You're right. Yeah. In that assault gun platoon, makes your command tank. Yeah, I, I've got no, I've got no business bombarding anything. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a scout company, which is a bit of a weird one, but it has an armored car platoon in its formation. <laughs> oh, thank God. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's not. A, you pay a surcharge for the car, which is a bit weird, but um, yeah, because obviously give you lots of guys. Um, like spearheading around and bringing and like, tank guns and mortars and uh, and the cavalry troops still got the cavalry in there as well. So. Um, it just feels like a bit of a weird collection of stuff. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm sure someone will find a use for it. <laughs> right. So we haven't we haven't got soft skins, but we have got motorcycles. So you can give your scouts motorcycles, give them up better. But at that point, they're more expensive than the cavalry, so I might just have to cavalry. When you road dash yeah. 40 is fairly compelling. 40 is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> is it? Depends yeah, on the table. Well, if you're playing well, the table, lots of roads. Depending on the table, 40 is amazing. Mm. Oh, okay. I'm a bit meh on yeah. stuff like that. It seems like a lot of points for not a lot of... Well, yeah, because... Yeah, you know, you're viewing it from an ambivalent game state, but if you're playing a particular mission type, or you know, yeah, I get you. I just, I've never, I've never been a fan of the motorbikes. Okay, next card is fresh divisions, which for two points per unit basically makes you green and aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. That feels like not not enough points to compensate for. That. No, no, that feels a little <laughs> bit like a a bit of a kick in the pants at that point. Yeah. Um, the next bunch of cars are for parachute company. Yes. So it makes you feel oh. as careful veteran. Um, the formation is basically HQ, two or three platoons, machine guns, eight one mortars, pack forties, and a parachute scout platoon. What's um, the difference? Parachute scout platoon. 
I don't think there's a difference in anything. I think it's just the, the stats. They're just fearless, careful veteran. So they were yep. they were confident, careful, trained. So it's a bump. Oh, nice. But it's only uh, a point per unit as well, which is yeah, it's not it's not actually that expensive. Cheap. Yeah. Well, the the only reason I'm asking is because David Palmer, our patron and long-term yep. Hungarian sufferer, mm-hmm. asked uh, we need Hungarian paras. So there they are. Yeah, there they are. And they, they look like they're worth looking at. So I wonder if they had cool, yeah. cool, they have cool camo. I wonder if they had cool camo. Yeah, they had cool camo. Oh, they are. It's, it's like World War Two paras. They all seem to have cool camo. Uh, and massive mustaches. <laughs> I expect nothing less, frankly. No, I think that's para uniform as well, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's just kind of aligns you easier to the drop zone if you have a big mustache. <laughs> it's like stability, yeah. It's yeah. Stabilizing thing. All right, we then have. A bunch of heroes. I'm going to point out a lot of these heroes seem to be going around in a Zarini. I'm going to, it seems to be a very consistent theme. But the first that, chap. Zarini was the only thing that kept them alive long enough to be heroic. Yeah, the first chap is Irving Tarzi. I'm going to do the name Mastering today. That rings a bell. Yeah, and the heaviest guy starts off with a Touring 2, then goes to a Tiger, and then ends up in a Panther towards the end of the war. And you've yeah. got all three options there for what he goes around in, and a Panzer 4. Um, he's veteran. Does tactics on a two plus? Uh, it hits on a twos and assault, and the unit he's with hits and freeze. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, which but it's, it's upgrade for a co- company. So, um, do the companies have two tanks in the HQs? I'll have a look. Uh, the Zarini doesn't, does it? No, he's he, he's in a tank tank platoon. I think they. Oh, oh. sorry, I'm, I misread the card. In assaults, the unit hits on a roll of two plus, and the unit counter tanks on a roll of three plus. But it might just be a unit of one. Let's have a look. And unit leader may re-roll failed rolls to hit each time he shoots the tank's main gun. Um, yeah, he's he's not he's not cheap, but he's not especially expensive either. So, well, if he, uh, he's he's more points if you yeah. put him on the Tiger or Panther than if you put him on the medium tank. But yeah, well. oh, it might be worth a look at. Right. You then got Josef Barenke, who was um, a Zarini Assault HQ. Um, unit leader is within 8 inches. Unit pass a remote on last down the 2+. That's quite handy for keeping um, keeping the formation going. Remote's not bad, yeah. Mm. They're, they're considering they're 7, aren't they? Yeah, because I think they were fearless, weren't they? So freeze, so it just gives you... Does, does that mean, though, that you get the bonus of the company commander? Oh, it, so. com- it doesn't change him being so you get three two plus for a re-roll yeah because yeah. you got to meet all the caveats for being to get that you have to be all the caveats for also being the re-roll so yeah that's two plus for a re-roll that's pretty yeah pretty handy um, you then got Sandor Hanak um, again Zrini Zrini HQ I'm seeing the um, theme yeah well you leave this with six inches and line of sight of this formation commander the unit passes counterattacks on the four plus, and it assaults. The unit leader hits on three pluses, and his unit counterattacks on a roll of four plus. Meh. I'm not sure. Yeah, how often are you going to be wanting an assault on the Zarini? Yes, sir. I'm not worried about that. Not for three points. Okay. How about also for three points? A Barnabas Kaziggy. And the formation commander may re-roll one failed roll to hit each time he shoots with his seven point five gun. Seven point five. Yeah, he's a stoke. He's a stoke. Oh, he's a stoke. assault gun. Ah. And remounts are rolled two plus. Ooh. Does that sway the deal? Mm, 
one failed to reroll. Uh, it's all right. It's three points is a fair old chunk of change, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's okay. Okay, Erno Blitzer, where you need it within eight inches in line of sight of the formation commander, it passes a remount, rally, or last stand on a two plus. Oh, that's quite a lot expensive of at four points. Yeah, and it's back to that you got to be within eight, but that is a lot of. That is a lot of things he's affecting for two plus. But is it one twenty unit leader? No, it doesn't. It's not a limit on them, so it could be in range of a couple of them. Yeah, Remount and when it, it, when it unit leader is within, so it doesn't have to be like it could be a support unit, and you, you won't get the reroll because he's not in the same formation. But by hammering that, you probably still get the benefit of being the remount rally in last stand. Yeah, so you put them middle bad. of a formation. It's quite handy. You're right, four points is an investment, but that's there's a lot of flexibility in that. Yeah. And then we've got last card, Janos Bazoki. Where you need it is within six inches in line of sight, the formation commander unit passes tactics on a two plus. Andy for doing shoot scoops and blitzes, I guess. Yeah, and he's in his arini. So you want to keep that rate of fire at two. Yep. So that could be quite nasty. Yeah. Like I said, having a troop of three of them or a platoon of three of them blitz around a corner at you on a two plus and then just open up on something. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. The bang might not be worth the, the buck, but I think it's useful. It's, yeah. I'd say if it's two points, it'll almost be, I'd almost go, yes, three points is kind of... Yeah, it's in that... You'd have to find those three points, I think. You'd have yeah. to, you know, decide that you wanted to do that in the dig, dig. straight up, yeah, and commit to it early. Yeah, and there we go. That's that's all the command cards. That's it's a decent set of command cards again, isn't it? Yeah. I like to say, it gives you some more options. Obviously, the book they has one that really just sort of bogs out. It's all sort of variations of a theme, which is kind of, I can see why they made them command cards. Yeah, especially like with the, this is where the command cards, are, I think, shine like with the motor rifle company. So you put that in the book, that's your standard unit blob, for want of a better word, and then all the cards play off that. Did you, did you guys note that the unit cards and command cards are a separate pack for each nationality? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. But the decals aren't, apparently. Oh. Oh. That's a bit weird. Yeah, the, no. the Axis Allies decal sheet the little picture has Hungarians and then there's the Finnish and the Romanians all in one pack. So swap with friends? Swap with friends. Or the internet. Oh, I was going to say, I see, I foresee a few of these on eBay. Yes. <laughs> but, I mean, so what's our opinion then of the Bagration Axis Hungarian book, part of the book? I think it's terrible and horrible and I'm never ever going to want to play it. So that's... Is they- is Dave Palmer going to rage quit now? Is this it? Is no. This... no. Actually, it looks pretty good. It's compelling, that's for sure. I'm just, it's compelling. I'm just lying to myself so I don't start any new projects. <laughs> I, I really like it. I think they've done a, a, a banging job on this. Um, I mean, I still don't understand the, the rate of fire of two and the Zerini, but I can, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of what they we've got in there, it feels very comprehensive. Yeah, I must admit, the rate of fire two is about the only thing I would throw against the book. Otherwise, it's pretty good. Well, I think the only reason I, I bring it up is that it, it just it's really good. Mm. 
and it makes other things seem pointless. Which yeah, is it's a ton it. more than I thought they would get. Oh yeah, by by a country mile, this is a lot more. In fact, this is true for all three of them. I think we we said it when we got the book is that that there is a lot more content here than we were expecting. Um, for the Finns, Romanians, and for the the Hungarians. Yeah. Cool. Right. Should we go on to some uh, an officer answers. Yeah. So from our lovely Patreon supporters, uh, Battle Razor asks, "How viable is a horse-only army?" Well, I mean, so, Sally, you can't quite do horse-only because obviously the, the the support bits didn't have horses. But if we assume the horses are already left, so they still technically count. Um, I think so. I like I, that hussar unit looked quite tasty. I thought. I, I think you're just paying points for flexibility on your infantry. They're, they're still good infantry, right? Yeah, they're so, still competent veteran. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, you're paying a few extra points to give them some extra movement for a bit, maybe a turn or two. I think it's entirely viable. You see, no, no, I never, I never looked at the old ca- uh, Cossack rules. Yeah. But I do know that if you went early war Japanese. Oh God. You could do a horse-only army. The the Cossacks was a separate command card, I think. From uh, was it was it Red Banner or was it the other one? Yeah, but I, Enemy I think the gates. They dropped down from the old version three. Then the Japanese, you could have um, horse-drawn artillery as well. Yeah, that's a bit strange that they get access to some kind of tractor or soft skin to. Uh, be able to put toes in stuff, yeah. But the, I I think it's fine. I think you can definitely do stuff with them. Yeah, the the horse only army thing in the Second World War just falls down when you realise that that means you've got no armour. Yeah, that's, and you have to get off your horse to shoot stuff. Yeah, that's the big the big downfall is that you end up going. Oh, okay, this is all great, but. Oh crap! That guy's got loads of tankettes, and I don't have anything really that can deal with that. Yeah, machine guns exist. Yes, machine guns exist, and I'm on a horse. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Does look so, amazing, though. Yeah, and I think it, it, yeah, it would look amazing, and there's nothing to prevent you doing it. It's not it's not an abjectly awful choice, is it? No, it's it's just you will you will uh, struggle by the limitations that you put on yourself. It's a polite way of putting it. Patreon supporter Nathan Taylor asks, with Battlefront changing the points of the Luch in the West German Team Yankee book, do you think that they will be amending more points in the future? And is this a good thing? Would you like to see a Games Workshop style yearly points review? Question. So I think they confirmed that for Lurks is the only one they intend to change. That's because Wayne messed up the calculation the first time it was too, so this is a chance to fix it yeah oh, i think there's a, there's a big thread about it where um i think wayne said that when he did the points he the one points reflects the armor and the armor but he forgot to allow for the scout and spearhead ah um, and then i think when um, libby closed the comment said no, this is only, only what's going to change and it's just a very it's a very specific case 
So but, all you need to do is get a sharpie out on your card and turn that one to a two. Yeah. But on the second part, I mean, obviously we've said before about the idea of having forces act as a living point system. I think I still think there's a compelling case for it. There is and there isn't. And he's not a fan. I, well, I just I've seen game systems in the past tear themselves apart over this kind of thing, and a lot of it does tend to, you know, and and it kind of comes back to the whole: what are you trying? You know, why are you making the game, and who are you making the game for? And it does add a whole extra sort of seemingly barrier to entry to people who just want to play games. I mean, look at Games Workshop. It was only until they kind of turned around and said, "Here's your apocalypse rules points." that people started to realise that, oh, I can play massive games if I wanted to. And mm. it, it, it does seem to be a weird kind of like, you need to have permission to have fun with your toys in this hobby. Yeah, but there's nothing to stop you playing the game without points. No, there isn't. It's making historical saying. scenarios. It, That's it's what just... I'm saying, but people seem to need to have permission to do that. Uh, maybe. It's like doctrination within the hobby of like, I can only do this if I have a bit of paper from the company saying that I'm allowed to do this. No, I think the, the the points thing is an easy way to get pick up games because you just say, "Well, how many points are we paying tonight?" Seventy five. Okay, you don't have to come up with a load of research about you know what forces are actually present at any given time or no. I totally like that, get that. So. Other people will sit there and go, "Well, the points means that if I have a hundred points and he has a hundred points, then we have exactly the same chance of winning that game," which blatantly isn't true. Well, that's only if the game is perfectly balanced and no game is perfectly balanced. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. So it comes down to who who are you writing the game for and what kind of environment is that gameplay intended for, which is a much bigger conversation. Um, um, I I would be in favour of a living point value, I think, on forces. And that you just, yeah, you bought the list you want. And Bob's your mother's brother. I would, but at the same time, I can only think of things like the Marders in Midwar being repointed and maybe something happening to Panthers for Germans. Um, yeah, there's like two units that strike me as being massively swingy at the moment. Well, you've got things as well that aren't swingy, but are, are outliers like the Fulshamstugs. Why are they fearless for the same points cost? Mm. Yeah. You know, there are, there are little... Before you believe it, uh, I th- it's just one of those things. The points are the points. I mean, if something's too good, it appears all the time. Yeah. In competitive play, so you know that's why we're, we're hedging our bets that the Zerini is going to be a popular choice. Yeah, I think the other biggest thing for me as well is that moving. I quite like the fact that the the nominal in quotation marks points limit changes because I like the idea that it gives different lists a chance to shine compared to other ones oh what the competitive you mean the with this year we're doing x number of points yes yeah yeah I've I've, I've always liked that um the fact that you get some weird and wacky numbers because things are better at different levels and that's yeah, just very much so. that's just always a truism of, of the game and it always has been yeah you know, I would love if all competitive games went to 35 points because I might actually have a chance of painting an army buff for that. <laughs> well, one, one tiger. Yeah. This is my tiger. There are many like it, but this one's mine. Yeah. Oh, no. Hold on. Wait a minute. That's an illegal formation. 
Wah, wah, wah. Um, beautiful, beautiful. Patron supporter GCHQ asks, who am I? Um... The guy who decided to, 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 to come up with, come up with um, an account and pay us money for the privilege of doing that. So, um, well done, you. <laughs> GCHQ. I think he's an Eton old boy. You think so? Yeah. I think it might be Cox, though. Really? Yeah, but that would, that would involve creativity and, and, you know... But also then giving us some of his hard-earned money, which you know I know Coxon would. Do. Oh no, he just used Ben's account. He'd put the wrong. <laughs> he stolen Ben's credit card. Yeah, signed him up to pay us. Yeah, correct. Yeah, <laughs> that's the kind of deviousness you've got. To, <laughs> you've got to expect. So, yeah. Okay. So in that case, my answer it's uh, it's Coxer only using Ben's credit card to pay us. For correct. A piece subscription. Yeah. <laughs> The Ben sitting there going and wondering why what's this weird one like eighty seven P that goes out every Yeah, every every day, I don't understand. Why why have I done I haven't eaten that many Star Bars. Uh, no. Surely surely it'd be the whole pound because it's actually in the UK. No, because it's a, is it a, I thought it was a yeah, it's no. a pound, yeah, it's a pound. It's a yeah, pound yeah, but... or international equivalent of. Oh, maybe he's, he's still got shekels or something for Cox, huh? Shekels. The souls of his crushed noobs. Yeah, exactly. The tears, the, the tears of children. The tears of noobs, <laughs> or, or knobs, as his uh, wife says. Yeah, knobslayer. Yeah, knobslayer. Friend of the cast and fellow blog member Martin Turner. Asks, with the appearance of Romanian and Hungarian cavalry entries in the book, did Battlefront miss an opportunity to more fully include Cossacks in the Soviet migration rather than just as an add on command card? Oh, he's bitter. A bitter Soviet player. That's uh, not at all a veiled threat. No. Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, Cossacks in 1944. <laughs> As much as I love the weird niche lists, you have to admit that when you like the weird niche list, they are still a weird niche list. Um, yeah, they did they get? I can't remember. Did they get a formation? I don't know if they know if they got a formation in migration. Um, I don't think they get a formation in migration. Not in this. They did mid-war. Not in no. this. But they didn't. They used. They used to in version three because they had the whole machine guns on the back of a cart kind of yeah, thing. The, to Jacker or something, isn't it? The yeah. machine gun cart. Um, I, th- I think they could have been included as a command card. To my mind, that's what command cards are for. Not lucky. <laughs> to me, what I would love to see would be at the end of all the books they've gone through and they've done the main books, they've done your command cards for your main thing, and then they'd just be like, oh, this month we are releasing X amount of models that come with this command card for this book that lets you do this weird funky list. Would they have enough like lists right. to do that? Well, no, it doesn't Breaking happen. Breaking news. Um, the Soviets did have a Cossack regiment and a Cossack um, unit with cavalry rules. What are you talking yeah. about, Willis, then? But that was just literally the rifle units, right? Well, it had, it had the, 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 the Takanyakia as well as a, as a, as a oh. thing. Oh, as, yeah, so a Cossack, a Cossack regiment had yeah. um, 
Well, hero. See, it has an option to Cossack and hero Cossack. One one hero shock rifle platoon. Um, two hero shock rifle companies. Hero SMG, scout maxims, and then what you do is you use a cavalry card to convert convert them to cavalry and the um, machine guns to cavalry as well. So is Martin just upset that it's a command card? I think so. I, I've, um, I think that's what he's, he's, kind, he's I, kind of saying. With I'm, hoping, surprise, mate. I'm hoping that he didn't buy the command cards and is actually now falling over his chair somewhere. Yes. I don't miss that. <laughs> he hasn't actually read them and gone, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> the only yeah. difference here is that you know, obviously that the Hussars appear as a unit, but then you have to have a company card, to a command card to use them as a company. So that's yeah. no different. Yes. Yeah, so I suppose you can't take the Cossacks as a. A, a single unit. Is that the point? I suppose uh, but the, the Hussars aren't a black box choice, so that doesn't work either. Mm. I'm, not, I'm not quite sure I see what the, what the argument is, kind of, I'm Smith. We'll ask him. I think it's more the, you know, the, the command card outlier as opposed to main core unit. But then I guess that's what they should have always been in the first place, just command cards didn't exist in the original books. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what the command cards... That's it. That's that's in my head. That's what command cards are for. Okay, indeed. William A. Scott. I love that name. Because Scott, well, he's not Scottish. That's the thing. William A. Scott asks, "Would you like to see, and do you think Battlefront will do, other minor fronts taking place during World War Three in '85? Turks on Greeks on the Southern Front versus the USSR slash Romania slash Bulgaria, Norway." Ooh. China slash Taiwan or the Korean Peninsula? Yes, I, I'd like, I'd I really hope like so. to see that. Yeah, I would love that. I don't think they will, but I would love that. Well, you don't think they're going to? Do, I mean, the one that got me then was Greeks and Turks against the, or Greeks Turks versus the USSR. Yeah, I also like do that. What the possibility of of Greeks versus Turks, which was also <laughs> well, yeah. Let's never rule that out. Um. But yeah, like versus Romania and Bulgaria. There's a lot of scope there because it's like you know, nor- like we keep talking about the northern front, like Norway, Denmark, and then having the Soviet like navy and that. But yeah, having the southern it's flank because you could you could have Italy in there as well. Put Italy. Yeah. In. Yes, you probably so. do that with a lot of stuff you already got on the list. Because I mean, the Turkish infantry fighting vehicle was the same hole as the as the Belgian um, Dutch one. That's that. Um, FMC Corporation, what becomes the you know YPR with the Dutch? Oh yeah, yeah. Stiff turret on the Turkish one, but I believe the whole is the same. Hmm. See, now I would love those, but I still want my WWF wrestling objective first. <laughs> I I don't know if, if if that's now been taken over by Hasselhoff and a cherry picker. Just both. Oh, yeah. Hasselhoff and a cherry picker lowering himself into the cage in the WWF wrestling thing that yeah. is made out of the burning wall. I, I think we've given Battlefront enough ideas for the next three, three tournament seasons, basically. Yes, this is Battlefront. This. You have to keep nailing the hammer home, otherwise they won't actually make it. Once <laughs> they realise that it's been two years and you're still going on about it. <laughs> Just keep flogging that dead horse. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, you've got you know, Cossacks and Hungarian cavalry now. You've got loads of horses to flog. Yeah, he's, he's gone properly hipster. I love it. <laughs> Regan Robinson asks, how would you fit the new Panzerfaust horse into a German list? 
The Panther House horse. What singular? This <laughs> is Panther House horse. Mister Ned. Does it walk? When it walks, does it have its Panther House legs like, like, armament head downwards or armament head upwards? Like, put the gut, put the Panther House down. Red rum. Don't put the Panther House before the horse. I um, think the problem is you, you'd have to have a rifle formation. Because a hussar's not a core choice, he can't just have a hussar platoon. He, he does go on to ask, could I make it work with my grenadier company that I appear to have built by accident? Best army ever. <laughs> yep. Or, uh, and what do you think would be a good list core for Panzer Horse? <laughs> Panzer Horse. Panzer Horse. I mean, so can you take command card formations as an ally formation? I don't think you can. No, because you don't you pick the book... And then that gives you your command cards. Yeah. So I don't think there's any way for the Germans to get access to the cavalry except by taking the Hungarian rifle form, you know, rifle company and have, um, as a, as you know, an allied formation. And then, yeah, which then has a hussar platoon in it. Oh, but hold on, could you not do it the other way around? Could you not have the Hungarian book as the prime book? And they have German support as the allied. Yeah. yeah yes, that would work. So Hence. yeah, you have to flip it on its head, but yes. I mean, yeah, he says into a German list. So at that point, we're saying the German, German company list, is supporting yeah. the Hungarian list. But yes, it's a... But the premise is the same, though, isn't it? It's, you get the... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just going to keep calling it Panzerhorse now. Panzerhorse. Panzerhorse. Does whatever a Panzerhorse does. Well, imagine, yeah, cow. Panzerhorse, of course, of course. <laughs> hey, Hans, what's me rocket jump this hedge? Kaboom. <laughs> 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 Well, you now know that a Panzer, a Panzer Faust horse wouldn't actually jump a hedge because it's recordless. <laughs> yeah, we, we, what, yes, it's true. You can't rocket jump. What can't we need, though, is a, it's a saddle bag full of Panzer Faust. Yeah, a... Nose bag. Nose bag. <laughs> Nose bag full of Panzer Faust. <laughs> Panzer Faust. Yeah. Maybe you can have it like, like the tulip, the British, you know, the British Army's tulip. And yeah. have two, two Panzer Faust either side of the horse's head. So the horse is <laughs> yeah. looking where it points. <laughs> So you can use the reins to steer it, to actually aim it. So. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, li- literally, you need a bit of carrot and maybe some stick at that point. Yeah. Oh dear. But I think the answer is it is viable. You just have to have an allied Hungarian rifle um, formation to, to actually do it. Bill White asks, didn't we just do this? Where's that podcast? I want to speak to the manager. Oh, God, he's got full Karen. <laughs> oh, no. There we go, full Karen. Never go full, Karen. No. Uh, Let's go, Carl. You think as I says, will the Hungarians get three Panthers in every list two, just like the Soviets? Oh, <laughs> oh yes. Oh, oh. Yep. Uh, I think you'll see them. They're not. They're not as cheap as I thought they were going to be. No, they're not cheap as chips. Twenty-nine points for threes. Still, you know, it's a significant chunk. I yeah. I don't think you're going to see. Hungarians, we can have SS, probably. They're both trained. Obviously, SS is fearless. Yeah, is fearless better than careful? Uh, that's, that is, it's a, that's a toss-up. How careful do I need to be in a pamphlet? That's the other question. That, exactly. That's, that's, that's the thing. Is Do you care if you're hit on threes? Probably not. Well, if you're from other ten, you wouldn't. Yeah... Uh, I think I'd be more about Zerini proliferation than would be um, pa- pa- Hung- Hungarian Panthers, that's yeah. for sure. 
It'd be Zarinis everywhere. It's raining Zarini. Zarinis. Zarinis as far as the eye can see as they bombard yep. slash direct fire slash assault everything in sight. Yeah, it makes the stews weep. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Just in the corner. Uh, he came and stole my lunch. Uh. Lee Loki Hancock asks, will there be any command cards to use the SS Cavalry Divisions that fought in the Siege of Budapest alongside their RHA allies? Yeah, so um, this is uh, Florian Gaia and Mary Therese. Um, there's not, unfortunately. I thought that they, I thought there was a good chance there might be. Wow. There's not. But uh, there's nothing. You know, they weren't they weren't horse mounted. I don't think at that point anyway. So you can probably get away with it just using um, SS infantry, Panzer Grenadiers. Yes. Or, um, yeah, I think that's a bit weird because they did actually fight in the fighting in Budapest. They've just been completely omitted from either the SS or yeah. I mean, any, any real German units we see that are Hungarian-related were the, Pan, the Panzer 470 formation, really, where it sort of notes it in the background, doesn't it? Oh, the Feld, Feldharen Hall. Mm. Yeah. Um, in the, yeah. This is, one of the, this is kind of one of the things I hope they do, like, a wild card thing for. Mm. Like, you know, it gets well, to the end... That box. Yeah, get to the end of the, the whole shebang, move their focus onto the books for another era slash, you know, Checkpoint Charlie or whatever... But then have the occasional release of being like, oh, we haven't forgotten about you. Here, have this unit with this card, and you can do whatever. And yeah, here's a here's a market garden campaign pack with the oh my god, please, or Italian campaign pack. Here's your entirely six month intensive global campaign for Italy because it's so good. Let's not forget about it, please. Oh my god. The 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 other thing is, so I don't think we're going to get, for example, even though they're in the book, Hungarian Paris, that's in figures. Ah, true. So, so yeah, there's some bits like that. I think, I think it would have been nice to have them included because I don't think it'd have been that hard to have, like, a unit card almost that just was a title card for them. Um, but you know, but that's what I'm kind of saying is once they get to the end of the book releases, there's nothing stopping them from doing that. Uh, Version five will. Well, that's if they want to go back and redo it again. I mean, it's. Well, big chunk. Don't you worry. Ten years time, trap five, and you're like, I told you, Fares. I'm like, oh god damn it. Yeah, I, I, I know. I, I, I'd like to see them go back and do that and adding those little things that, like, we were saying about the tetrarchs for the Paris for D-Day. Yeah. Just add it. You're right. Just add in one. Do that 90th light box set and say, here you go. But that's. But the difference is now they can do that because they're not tied themselves to just the books because it's the books plus the command cards. Uh, you don't even need the command cards. No, I know, I get that. But what I'm saying is, you could go. Here's a box of your Hungarian para models, and they yeah. come with the unit card. Yeah, well, I, no, I, the unit card was about direct only. That's a bad example because it's yeah, already, be fine. You know, they're already in the command cards. But here's your SS cavalry division, and here's the command cards for mid-war and late war, and here's your models and your unit card. Well, I'm not sure you'd want to do an SS cavalry division in mid-war. Well, whatever. You know what I mean. I know. Just politically speaking. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that would be interesting and that would give them some scope and give it some legs. I just think they, they, they've obviously got... Huh? Four, exactly. They, they've obviously got a number of, you know, card count, if you like. Um, 
So yeah. it, it, something's got to miss out. Unfortunately, in this occasion, it's the, those German units. But uh, yeah, like I say, unlike version three, where once you got the book, that was it. There is scope to add more stuff in afterwards. Yes, if they wish. Yeah, well, they, they and they've done it. Like, they're not, like you said, the nineties light box exists. Yes, came with unit cards. Bob's your yeah. mother's brother. David Army Palmer asks, as a long-standing Hungarian player. No, he's not. Fibber. He is. Liar. Lies. No, no. I can't. Oh, no, I know. He's been playing Hungarians for as long as I've been playing the, the, and, the game. And I, and I believe solely Hungarians as well, which is a yep, commitment. Nothing else. He is committed. Mm-hmm. Should be committed or is committed. Mm-hmm. One of the two, three. Um, he's used to be the coolest guy in the room, in his opinion. Oh, because he went for the hipsters. <laughs> Yeah, he was he was cool before everyone else was cool. Uh, do you think these lists will attract more players to the Hungarians' cause? Yes. I note, I note they will still be quite an expensive army to play if using certain Hungarian tanks. Yes. Yes, but Zavini's... Oh, my God. Because oh, they were that everywhere in version 3 as well. Yeah, they were really good then as well. Yeah. I think you will see them... Because they are interesting, and they're a long-standing Axis um, force as well. They mm. obviously joined joined quite early, um, and they did get you know reasonably good kit as well. So I think I think you'll see them, and it, uh, I think actually you might see them more because now they're actually their own thing, whereas before they were just a section in a book. I know they're just a section in a book now, but it feels quite rounded. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think you'll see them. I think you'll see people pick them up. I think I see Zerini's. Zerini's everywhere. At least, at least Dave will be able to say, but he was doing Zerini's before they were cool. So you know. Yeah, because uh, that'd be it'd be the resin and lead ones going. Oh, you don't know the pain of having to put these together. Oh, <laughs> the skirts. Yeah. Oh, yeah, metal metal shirts and oh my metal god. Oh. oh yeah. Oh. I'll try to tempt my friend Ian back into playing this because he used to play Hungarians in, in, in version two and three. So, well, I th- I think these are nice because again we we gone through it, but they've split the split on the stats has allowed them to be distinctly different to Germans rather than just being another flavour of you know reasonably good grenadiers. Yeah. Um. So I think they do have some you know a little bit more definition this time as well. Right, that's it, isn't it? Is that uh, it? We have two more questions. Vic Il Jil oh, Ung yeah. asks, "What colours will you paint your horses?" Oh God, I hate painting horses. Chestnuts. Yeah. It's a whole heap. You got to have your commander on a white horse, though. That I think that's fairly <laughs> really? a grey horse, not grey horse. Yeah. Yeah. Like to- like shirts off, like um, Mr. Putin. <laughs> They're bare chested. I'm going to keep picture picture pub as well because that's definitely what we do. I definitely want to paint my HQ beyond that kind of that kind of horse. Yeah, like Hollywood style. <laughs> the girls would love it. Yeah, put My Little Pony into my Flames <laughs> of War on My Little Pony, basically. Oh, that'd be awesome. Like, uh, yeah, the lavender. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, no, that would, no. They'd probably be attractive to play um, what they call bronies, what they're called, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a niche for a niche, wouldn't it? 
brony flames of war player. I can think of at least one person who is. So yeah, it's, it's, oh. it's definitely it definitely exists. Oh, there we go. Uh, and Darren Hart asks, "This is not a minor axis question. For many of us, it has been a long time since we have played, and for other others of us who are new to the hobby, we haven't played much." You've spoken before about the importance of knowing your force, what it does, and how it does it, as well as the importance of reading, in capital letters, good man, the rule book. What about the various missions? Could you pick a mission and break down the essential elements within that mission for both attackers and defenders to include, but not limited to, deployment and victory conditions? Perhaps you could work through the new extended battle plans matrix to cover each of the missions, one per episode, uh, per podcast. It's certainly a thing. Free content. I, I, I can't even remember what any of the missions are. If you ask me now, I can break, break through. Is that one? Well, this is the thing. If you remember when I played that game like on, on before the last episode, like we, we played counterattack. I got it completely wrong which objective the enemy reserves could come in to the point where he steamrolled and hit my pack 30. Sorry. Pack 43 is at a completely bad angle where my guns are basically stumbling over each other. So, I, yeah. I just, yeah, I, I couldn't, I can't even tell you what any of them are. Because that's what the Coxer asked me that on uh, that thread the other day, didn't he? He's like, what, what's, were you going for attack or defense dance? I was like, yeah. <laughs> one of those, that sounds great. Yeah, but which one? <sighs> yeah, again, sounds awesome. Love it. I mean, this kind of gets back to what we were talking about doing when we worked out. We we work out somewhere having a video capability is having some sort of like a walk for a mission. The mission, have the table laid up and talk through how the mission works, play it through. Um, so, say something we want to visit, we actually have that capability. Yeah, for sure. So we will at some point, but not right now. Probably because we would suck at doing it ourselves. Yeah, I've got to remember what games are. Mm. Yeah, is it like, what are those cubes called that you roll? The chance cubes. Yeah. Yes, the chance cubes. Chance cubes. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, so Dice Dice is back open for business, so hopefully we'll start actually getting some games in again soon. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> do they have pizza? They do. I uh, believe the pizza is coming soon. Yes. Oh, okay. Because the pizza was good. I think I think it's not quite set up yet, so but it's on the list of things I'll be getting up and running. Excellent. It's coming back as far as, as, far as I'm aware. Oh, uh, do they? Do you think they'll still have a uh, Tory Fanta? I think <laughs> probably. Okay. <laughs> Tory Fanta. <laughs> Love my Sam Pellegrino. That is the end of our listeners' questions. Okay. So events. Has that mysterious Battlefield Hobbies event you were talking about on the last show appeared yet? Um. I do not think so. I think they're still sold out. Okay. From what I, I can see. I thought this was an additional one, but maybe not. So I think it's got mentioned that we thought we heard one was coming, another one was coming, but. I've not seen anything that no. have. So it's just warfare then. So how, yes. are you guys get, how are you guys getting on with your warfare prep? Well, let, Eddie, do you want to go first? I'm 50 50. 50-50 between taking my D-Day American tank company or... Which, which was your plan for last year was to do that D-Day? Yes, that was last yeah. year to play with that list. So it's all kind of built and 
spray green just needs to be finished off with the details mm-hmm. and that has the long toms and the 76 mils and a load of normal shermans and a load of artillery armored mortars and that and a, you know aop and that kind of thing but i'm also torn between doing this new veteran rifle company but for the winter bulge models that i bought please oh god winter but us bulge we'll the US Bulge in winter, veteran, but it's from the D-Day book, obviously, because the Bulge one hasn't been released yet. Um, so it's a veteran rifle company, but with M10s, 76mm Sherman platoon, um, some 105mm Shermans for artillery. It's kind of the same idea, just slightly skewed towards, you know, instead of the core formation being normal Shermans, it's rifles with um, the three-inch anti-tank guns as well as a company choice so i'm kind of teetering between the two at the moment well i wrote an article that's coming up on my thoughts around this because i'm i have no idea i'm in so much trouble i've got (laughs) um i've got so many things i'd like to do so option one is the second infantry division for indian head so that's that's all done, dusted. Still not played a game with it. No idea if it's any good. Um, option two is the Keith Flint list with the British, which isn't painted yet, but could be. Again, no idea if it's any good. Um, seems fun. Option three is uh, Soviets. Originally, I went with a forward um, detachment. That was my thought process to get some some bright in there. But I actually think I'm I'm leaning now towards the uh, SU. ISU one two two company, um, right. which I think is just banging. Um, but again, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to struggle without. I don't know. Just I've never played Soviet, so that would be a pretty steep learning curve. And then German wise, yep. I, I was looking at the D Day defenders. Uh, sorry, the beach bombs from D Day. Um, but then I've got the boot stugs that I've been looking at as well, going. Mm, and then I got distracted by um, yeah some stuff in the remaining book, which we'll cover next time. I, I've just I, I have no idea. I still I still reckon spear the um, Indian heads is the one to get one to go with. Yeah, I, I I like the Indian head one. The more it's what I really like about it and the Keith Flint list is that everything's got more than one purpose. Mm-hmm. But it also it's not compromising on anything. So you've got stuff like the um, M15s and M16s with the Ivory X card. So they are anti-air and anti-infantry, but at the same time, they can put out a barrage if you want them to, if they've got nothing better to do, or yeah. you think that that's a better idea. So it doesn't, nothing seems, feels like, oh, you know, I'm jack of all trades, master of none. Um, I think it will struggle with real high-end um, AT, because all US lists do, because they're limited at the moment to AT. 8012 I think is the highest you can get that's a standard apart from the M12s so yeah I, I, I do like that list I think it's got a bit of everything but I think it's just it's unusual as well so we'll see I, I think I've got to get some stuff on the table and work out if I like playing it as well if that makes any sense I think that's always the important consideration you've got to like the arm, you know playing with the army otherwise it's going to be a very long and painful tournament so. well, yeah that's that's entirely it. If, if if it's not the style I want to play, it's going to be dull for me and presumably dull for my opponent as I get 
progressively more grumpy and mm-hmm. surly. But um, we'll find a way. I mean, it'd be interesting if, if Eddie's looking at a rifle company as well for the US, we can have a US rifle company off. That'd be fun. And see who's got the better rifle company. And again, I like the fact that with the D-Day stuff that, again, you can just take the same rifle company on paper and manipulate it with the um, command cards to give you very, very different forces. So yeah, I'd, I'd I'd probably be swaying that way to be honest. But again, it's just I've got to get some I've got to get some games in and work out what the hell I'm doing with anything. Yeah, buddy. To be honest, to the might, spoon. It, um, yeah, <laughs> to but it might spoon. it might be that on paper it looks alright, and actually in real real life game game yes. terms it stinks like an absolute you know <laughs> rotten fish. Way. Yeah. Yeah, this looks really great. Um, oh. No, these can't do anything. Yeah, I had an idea. That idea proved to be terrible. My assumptions are based upon my ability to roll average dice. I appear to have been mistaken. Yes. <laughs> I've, I've, I've put all of my eggs in this Thunderbolt-shaped bar, uh, basket. Oh, look, this basket is broken. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that has been part of the problem with lockdown, is that much painting, not enough playing, so I've got lots of options, no idea what any of it does. <laughs> in a nutshell. True, true. So it's Warfare 2021 at the Ascot Racecourse, 27th and 28th of November. Which is six months away. What? Yep. Tick. I know. Talk. I had an absolute <laughs> nightmare when I looked at Facebook and saw that Colours, the Colours War Game show, which is at Newbury Racecourse, was cancelled. And I got confused for a minute and thought that it was Warfare that had been cancelled. Yeah, because that used to be colloquially known as Reading 2, didn't it? Or Reading yes. 1 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, which it's not. So, no, it's definitely still on at the moment. Yes, hooray! Awesome. Shall we scoot and shoot? Shoot We will. Yep. So this is another one of my new dice of war dice I picked up. Is it a Panzerfaust horse dice? Unfortunately, no. We do not yet have a Panzerfaust horse dice. This is um, rocket horse. Going back to Team Yankee with um, British Army on the Rhine. B A O R. So it's a little um, crest of the um, British Army on the Rhine. Nice. So obviously veteran for Brits and Team Yankee. For sure. So let's go. Let's try and shoot and scoop my chieftains. Three. That's, that's yeah, veteran. That's fine. Yay! Worth the points. Are they veteran? Yeah, yeah. Of course they are. <laughs> what about the Fox Armour cars? They well, are. They are not veteran. <laughs> okay, I'm joking. They're just drunkards who are you know on a paid holiday. Uh, I haven't met my dad's um, former colleagues. So I'm not entirely convinced it's a full flight to the normal British Army. Yeah, <laughs> I'm saying the 80s, but um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to podcast. You've been listening to the Shoots and Scoot, the Blades of War podcast, and the team of Breakthrough Assault and Code UK, which brought you by support for better hobbies, Dice of War, and over 102 hours of inane hobby chit chat. It feels a lot longer. Yeah, Luftlandersturm. Oh, we went a whole episode without saying... Lu- no, damn it, damn it. We went an episode without saying it. Luftlandersturm. Uh, right, the credits. Luftlandersturm. Yeah. Nothing a panzer horse. That's like Ed the horse, but with like a very sinister Nazi undertone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, sorry, Panzer more, more sinister Nazi undertone. <laughs> panzer horse. What is your name? You too should go on the list. <laughs>